0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. That's again 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Let's start things out by going right to your phone calls. That is the point of the show. So we'll start
1: with an unscreened call on the amp line. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's Sam. Hey, what's going on? Well, I'm sitting here a little bit stunned at what's just happened.
0: Well, what Uh, what has happened?
1: (laughs) Today I went down to the court to pay the appearance bond uh, to continue the process with them, the $200 that they're demanding. And I I went ahead and brought my camera along and went in. I got to the uh, the clerk's window. I set the camera down. She noticed it and she's like, "Oh, that's a really nice camera. What are you doing with it?" And I said, "I'm I'm uh, abolishing the government courts." <laughs> and she kind of did a double take and realized that I was serious. And right. uh, <laughs> we you know kind of went through and paid the bond. And now, but before project,
0: you go on, I know you got a story to tell, but I'm curious about this bond thing. Um, you were late, I guess, uh, earlier this week. You didn't know that it was in the morning. You showed up in the afternoon, and then they yeah. said you have to pay a bond. Would you have had to have paid the bond had you shown up on time? Or wh- I would not have. Why so, are you paying the bond? I mean, isn't that what you, they want uh, you to do?
1: Well, because if I don't, then they just um, the trial's done. I'm basically found guilty. I, I guess I don't. I don't understand this part, but basically it means. But you haven't you haven't plead yet, right?
0: But you haven't plead. plead. I plead? have not.
1: Yeah, I have not pled. So, yeah, that's a good point. How can they? I don't know. Are
0: They're, they going to give you the money back after the trial? Is that the idea?
1: Well, so the idea is, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I right. asked this question specifically. This is what I had an issue with. Okay. First on, was uh, if I'm found guilty. You know, do I still get this money back, and I have the right to refuse payment? you know, outlined under the Second Amendment, which is a right to re- to rebel kind of clause. Mm-hmm. And um the answer I got was, yes, but you do get this back. An appearance bond is only for to guarantee your appearance at pretrial or at the trial. okay, and once you appear, then you get that money back. So I was asking that question again, and they said, we'll mail it back to you. Uh, is how they were going to get the money back to me, uh, and she said, "But she said only if you're found not guilty."
0: Right, because otherwise they'll probably just take the uh, the Im- the amount from the bond and apply it to whatever fine the judge comes right. up with. Right, and
1: now that's what I asked specifically asked about, and they said no, that that doesn't happen. So that's why I agreed to pay it in the first place.
0: I don't believe them.
1: So the, it was then they pointed it out on the document where it's there is a paragraph in there that I didn't read that says um, basically that if I'm found guilty they'll keep the money. So I asked <laughs> for my money so back. So they'll
0: keep the money on top of the whatever the fine is that they're going to want from you at that point if they decide to fine you.
1: No, I think they apply it towards the fine.
0: Okay. That's so, what I
1: thought. Uh so I'm like, "Well, can we reverse this because that's not what I understood. I asked this specific question, you know, I'm I'm a little frustrated here. It, it got It wasn't, you know, yelling or anything like that, but there was some confusion, and other people were called in, and they had some things to discuss. And I explained to them that, look, I'm not going to pay these fines. I'm not going to pay for tyranny and oppression to be enacted upon me. Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, if the judge finds me guilty, I'm going to refuse to pay this money, and I guess you'll have to send your goons to come drag me away because... I, I, that's the only option I'm going to leave you. Um,
0: no, they, they'd already taken your $200 at this point. You were trying to get it back? Yes, yes. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> and uh, so she looked at me and said, well, sir, what, what's your goal in all this? And I looked <laughs> at her right in the eye and I said, freedom. And she looked at me and didn't know what kind of collected her thoughts again and said, well, what's your goal in uh, in this, this pretrial or in these? in this, this hearing. And I said, again, freedom. Mm. And she, <laughs> I think that kind of had an impact on her. I, I she realized I, I wasn't, I was serious about it. Yeah. Um, so then basically what happened is I read through the two paragraphs. Now one says that uh, if I don't show up, they can basically enter a plea on my behalf, waive my rights, find me guilty, find, you know, I plea no contest. Mm-hmm. They, they'll find me guilty and take the money. The paragraph right below that says, uh, "In the event that I am found guilty, that they can, and, you know, and there's no appeal, they can take the money and uh, huh. keep it." So.
0: And you signed this piece of paper?
1: I did, Oof. and I said, "Well, can I just strike this?" <laughs> and the lady said, "Well, no, 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 you cannot. <laughs> don't, don't, don't touch the document. You can't change it." And in the in the paragraph, the last sentence of the, of the first one says, I understand that this paragraph is optional and that I may cross through it if I do not wish for it to apply. Get out of here. I'm serious. Now, wait, There's which section was that?
0: Which, what section was the optional section?
1: This is the paragraph for the, uh, if I don't show up, uh, then they will find, enter a plea <laughs> on my behalf of, of no contest and find me guilty and take the money.
2: Yeah, and they
0: didn't want you to take that back and cross it out at that point, huh?
1: Yeah, but I'm like, look, this is not what I've explained. If if we can't do this, I'd really like to just cancel the transaction. I almost left because, you know, it looked like they just weren't going to do anything. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, 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 wait, wait. You know, this was after the freedom comment. Wow. And uh, then eventually the court uh, manager came back with two highlighted dots beside both paragraphs that I didn't like and said that I could strike through them. Uh, initial wait wait but before
0: you go on is this the same guy that shows up in your video or a different manager
1: this is a different one this okay. is at the other court
3: different court okay so i was gonna so say that, he, that guy, guy really likes back. you
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i basically i struck both paragraphs i changed the terms of their agreement to say <laughs> that if i'm found guilty they can't take the money out of my appearance bond wow. and i had him bring up the other court case because there's two tickets in the same court and we modified that agreement too. Wow! They marked them um, modified by defendant or amended <laughs> by defendant, and let me sign them and put them back into the record. So now isn't it's gonna that interesting? Be really interesting to see this judge know that the money's <laughs> sitting right there in his house, and if he finds me guilty, he's going to either have to. Uh, you know, violate his word of honor. Yeah. and Well, oh, they'll and violate keep the Money.
0: They, they'll violate it. That's what they did to me here in Keene. So far, they've uh, they've stolen my money at this point. When but I made I've it got very it clear. On
1: paper saying that they won't do it, and they accepted it.
0: Yeah, but they didn't sign it, right? It was your sign- yours. Signature. Yours was the but, only but signature. They accepted it into the sure. record. Sure. Sure. Well, they accepted my letter too, which specified that they were to obey certain terms in the letter. If they wanted to deposit the check, they did not obey those terms, and they deposited the check anyway. So essentially, they have now absolutely stolen my money from me. So, wow. I mean, that's po- that's certainly a possibility. It's a possibility you'll never see your two hundred dollars again.
1: Yeah, I realize that, but I, again, it's but another. But what an amazing right. day! Yeah, what yeah, I, I mean, just, how I cool is that? I, I went in and laid out. Here's how it's going to be, and they basically said, okay. It, it was unbelievable. Wow!
0: And you got footage of it all. I do. <laughs> now, do you have uh do you have an announcement to make about the uh the final uh, the film that you you're about ready to release? Is,
2: is I that...
1: am I'm close. I'm finishing it up tonight. I was up till 4:30 adding score to it. So it's has the the dramatic music when the judge starts <laughs> screaming at me or telling me he's not going to answer my questions?
0: It is good. I mean, we've all seen it now. Uh, we've all seen advanced copies of it, and if it's the Let's last,
1: put it to a whole new level, Ian. You're going to love it.
0: Well, I thought it was I thought it
2: was
3: darn good, uh, just yeah. the way it was. Yeah, it was so really, I, I really well done. I will
1: be releasing at least one part to the YouTube channel uh, tonight or early in the morning, and uh, then we'll get the full thing out for the show tomorrow. Cool, dude. That's exciting. Okay,
0: Sam, congratulations on all your efforts. Uh, it's amazing that they're paying off, even when even with it just being you. I mean, you don't have a backup network of activists down there in Texas at this point. And, uh, of course, I think that the fancy camera probably goes a long way. It does go a long I think way. That
1: and really taking a principled stand. Yeah. The, this bureaucrat, when she saw what I was doing and what it meant to me, and and when I put the gun, I just brought the gun out in the room when I said that I'm not going to pay and you, you're going to have to call someone to have me dragged away.
2: Mm.
1: That really brought it home, and they do not like being connected to the violence. violence.
0: Interesting. Very good call, Sam, and thank you. Good luck with your uh, final editing and the final touches on your video. I know a number of our listeners are very much looking forward to seeing it. And thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. That's the Sekel CAI toll-free line. Want to comment on that court situation or whatever's on your mind? This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the cycle cai toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, the bulletin board system, is one of those features, and there's a lot there. There's over 350,000 posts that you can surf around through and enjoy and get interactive with, and it's totally free. Again, that's bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful. And they record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. All right, our toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. We'll get an update here from uh, Will and John Buchanan on the Walk for Liberty. We haven't talked about the Walk for Liberty in a little while, beyond the uh, the occasional mention. Uh, But it's a fascinating little project that one Free State Project member has taken on. I guess a handful of Free State Project members, but Will Buchanan is the primary walker. He is walking from Oregon to New Hampshire. Currently, they are in Montana. They've been going at it for, uh, we'll get you some statistics here, at least 88 days uh, at this point, just walking like 10 miles a day every single day. And that's just, it's amazing what he's doing. Uh, He started to get some press coverage. You can go to walkforliberty.com to read their blog and watch their videos. They've been posting on YouTube. I know they'd appreciate some more subscribers on their YouTube channel. Uh, But we'll go ahead and give you an update here from those guys. They are, again, walking for two purposes, to promote the Free State Project, which is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving activists to move here to New Hampshire from wherever, around the country or around the world. And I believe they're also, to some extent, plugging the Ron Paul Campaign for Liberty, which is sort of a more national thing. And I guess that those Ron Paul guys are going to be doing some sort of... Shindig in D.C. over the weekend, so I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about that as time goes on. But this is from Will's brother John, who is I guess taking care of the email list at this point. So far, Will has walked 806 miles on the Walk for Liberty, and I believe it's a 3,500 mile route. So that's actually a pretty decent chunk. Uh, right. I, I can only
3: imagine. Uh, I, I hope he's uh, gotten used to the walking at this point. It's got to be tough to you know that you know just
0: just start walking 10 miles a day. Well, Julia and I have been following the uh, the videos, and it's not easy. I know that they've gone through at least a couple pairs of shoes at this point, and uh, probably some sort of orthopedic inserts and things like that. I know they they've really they've certainly been willing to spend the the money that's necessary to to keep their feet in in good shape. Seems wise, uh, but that doesn't mean that they you still don't have those daily kind of or occasional problems, uh, shins hurting things like that. Uh, so they've they've definitely been going through. Some tough segments, I would say. Julia, you've been watching it, right? What do you think of all this?
4: Well, I personally would uh, have no desire whatsoever Mm. to walk 10 miles. So I think it's awesome, and the videos are entertaining.
0: Yeah, he's always got uh, interesting things to say. So it's when you've got that much time enriching. in
3: the day yes. to think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to say some interesting things when 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 you get the chance it's, to. Some uh, of the places they walk are
4: are kind of scary too, like where there's no shoulder on the road and they're on a highway and yeah. trucks are coming towards them. And well, uh, I
3: suppose it beats uh, taking a machete and hacking the hacking your way yeah. through the brush.
0: Well, so far, again, he's walked 806 miles and has walked for a total of 252 hours. He's burned approximately 61,149 calories from his walk so far. Uh, they are in Townsend, Montana at the moment. They are in their fourth state out of 21 they'll be passing through, Been on the road for 88 days, and they put out 78 videos on YouTube so far. So it's... It's almost on a daily basis, but right now they are kind of out in the middle of the the hinterlands where there's very little Internet access, so they need to be able to have... Uploading is a little more difficult. Yeah, so they haven't really been as regular with videos as they have recently. And they've been getting some media coverage, which is really cool. They apparently just got on their first TV uh, That's one of the
4: reasons why they're walking to New Hampshire instead of driving, was in hopes of getting media coverage, so that's good.
0: And, uh, yeah, they've gotten some newspaper coverage as well. I don't know if they've been on the radio yet. I know that uh, I did clue KGEZ, one of our Montana affiliates, into them, so maybe they'll get an interview out of that. But here is what John has to say about Independence Day, and I thought I'd share this with you. He says, it's interesting how many people say the 4th of July in place of Independence Day. Has it always been this way? Do people really remember what that day was supposed to be about? Is it really that important that we call it one way or the other? Should we even remember what that day stands for? To me, Independence Day, or the 4th of July, as a celebration, is more about an American tradition of sharing food, funny parades, and fireworks than spreading the joy the Founding Fathers felt from declaring their liberation from England. Even when I think about how the U.S. government is free from that monarchy's empire, it doesn't mean much to me. That piece of history happened too long ago for the ripples to really affect me. Sure, I think it's good that America's governing body declared independence because it allowed them to experiment with something potentially better— but the current powers that be, uh, that I'm familiar with, have strayed, been corrupted, and are gut-wrenchingly disgusting to me and many others. It's completely different, and I can't stomach it anymore. In fact, wasn't there a, uh, a poll this past week that showed that Americans were in the single digits now of their approval of Congress? That's correct. Like for the first time in ever? Yeah. something. It, I, I don't know. It's been,
3: <laughs> it, it, it has been been quite some time. But, as far as uh, I'm concerned, that's yeah, great news. It's an all-time low.
0: Most Americans today are by far less free than they were hundreds of years ago, so I conclude the experiment is a failure, says John. The U.S. government cannot protect our freedoms by eroding our liberties one by one. As Spock would say, that's highly illogical, Jim. The founding fathers would be sick, they'd demand a change, and they would sacrifice and invest a lot to restore their lost liberties. Live free or die, he says. What do you think? Do you agree or disagree? Stop reading right now and think about it for 17.76 seconds. Oh, uh, we don't have enough dead air to, uh, to, a uh, enough of a, uh, I guess. We don't head do route. that. <laughs> yeah, we can't stop for that long, but, uh, we, we can think while we talk, I guess. Keep thinking about it, he says. All right. Back to reality, would those old guys from long ago be happy with George Bush and company? Would they likely support Obama or McCain or Ron Paul? Would they like would they like it that most property owners need permission from some bureaucratic agency to build stuff on their own land? Permits equal permission. Would they like it in that the sick excuse me, would they like it that the sick in thirty seven out of fifty states can't use marijuana to alleviate their chronic pain, nausea, or lack of hunger? Keep in mind, this is only permitted on a state level. Would they like it that hardworking people are expected to pay a huge percentage of their income to some agency that never seems to receive praise or respect from anyone? Would they like the Federal Reserve, which is a private company which basically controls the U.S. money supply and thus the inflation of money? Would they like how the government has taken over the schools and as a result many students are not learning the important subjects to be successful in life? Would they like how the U.S. military has over 700 bases in approximately 130 countries? Would they consider this an empire? Would they like how all the mainstream media seems to be in bed with the White House in one way or another? And if they're not rolling over completely, then they're at least intimidated? Should the media feel this kind of love or fear from the government? Would they like how, all probably, or how probably all of your positive experiences with the police have been on the silver screen and not reality? This is interesting. Make a list of all your positive and negative experiences with the police. Would your friends and family have similar lists? Well, you know, I, I think that it, it's funny. When I get
3: pulled over, for instance, on the road, I often have what I would consider positive experiences because it didn't go as badly as it could.
0: I mean, However, they didn't steal as much time as they could have stolen from you, and they didn't take any or as much money as they could have taken. Right.
3: I mean, and, and if you say, well, you shouldn't speed... You know, we've moved technologically beyond police officers as, uh, you know, speed enforcers. We could have little cameras that do that. If that's if that's what we, people really want is to be held down to the speed limit. I say that most speed limits are artificially low for those areas.
0: Yeah, they want money. That's what it's all about. More it's, yeah, it's revenue gen- we'll hear generation. a little bit more from the guys from Walk for Liberty in a moment. Take your calls about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, once again, our number, 800-259-9231. And enjoy all those features uh, on our site for free. And try WebEx. You can travel less uh, travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. You Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. And enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. 800-259-9231. Sharing an email update that was sent by the guys from the Walk for Liberty, which is going on right now. It's been happening for almost three months at this point. They have uh, Will Buchanan, the main walker on the Walk for Liberty. He's walking from one side of the country in Oregon to the other in New Hampshire and doing it all to promote the Free State Project. They've walked a total of 806 miles so far, getting a lot of media coverage. And Will's brother, John, is kind of helping out driving. They've got this camper, basically an RV that they're driving around. They're camping out in, essentially. And so you've got to have basically a support structure if you want to be able to get this done. And that's what his brother, John, is doing. And so he's sent out this email talking about the founding fathers and how they would feel about all the big government that America has today. And he's asked several provocative questions, and we'll finish up his email here. He says, would the Founding Fathers like how the government houses more people in prison than any other country, and most of the inmates are there on drug-related causes? Note that most of the drug-related causes are from marijuana, uh, which, by the way, I believe some of the Founding Fathers actually had hemp growing in their it's my understanding plantation. that George
3: Washington did, but That's... I really learned my in- information from dollar bills.
0: Would they like how politicians routinely lie to Americans about serious topics and how most people consider this a normal thing for politicians to do? Do you trust and believe in the elected people who represent you? John says, I could keep adding to this list all day. Now, I look forward to the day when we have a new Independence Day. I'm not sure what form it will take or how exactly it will be achieved or what exactly it will stand for. But I'm ready for a change based on true liberty, and I'm working towards it peacefully. The U.S. government's maximum role should be to only protect the life, liberty, and property of the people who reside within these borders. And all people should be free to come and go as they please. After that has been achieved, I want another change. Can you guess what that is? I can. (laughs) Total freedom, of course, mm. abolishing the state. There's no need to uh, to have a coercive agency out there when all of the protection that it offers isn't even real. It's just more fantasy than anything else because they have no obligation to protect you in the first place. And uh, all of their services can be offered in the marketplace and offered on a voluntary basis. And I think that's the uh, the direction we're going in based on Will's comments on his video blog at walkforliberty.com. I'm pretty sure that he is kind of in that same boat of uh, the world of the voluntarists. And, in fact, uh, to that end here, we're going to jump into the phone calls, and then we'll talk to – or not talk to, but we'll share a short little story from one of our listeners about why he no longer wants to call himself a libertarian and what it is he's chosen to replace that with. We go to Jeff first in Texas. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
5: Yeah, guys, I just uh, wanted to call up and tell everybody to Google search renegade a movement. You guys were talking about the... You know, the, well, Jeff, the, the you the really ought to defense. buy some advertisements. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. But yeah. no, you guys were talking about the Pentagon, and and uh, I got a little picture of the Pentagon there with some, with some interesting... We know, weren't stories. talking
0: about the Pentagon, actually. I mean, well, you mean, I mean like you, the, the 700 military bases? I guess that's kind of around... Yeah, I mean,
5: the, you, well, you guys were talking about DOD stuff, so I thought I'd throw that in there. In any event, I tell you guys... Um, Is
0: he listening to the same show? Were we talking about the Department of Defense? I I don't think so. I don't think so. But go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Throw it on out there.
5: Whatever it is you got. I just wanted to say that, you know, our military, the DOD, has been exposing the military men and women. It's not my military. uh, Well, dangerous substances and and, uh, using them as guinea pigs for experimental vaccines. And right now, Mark Zaid, an attorney in Washington, D.C., is trying to get up a class action lawsuit nationwide for all military men and women we have been exposed to certain vaccines, and and I'd like to, you know, see if we can, you know, help him get as many plaintiffs as he can. I don't so know if can.
0: that's going to work out because I'm pretty sure they sign off on that. Like they don't they sign paperwork that basically exonerates them from being able to, uh, or that prevents them from being able to sue. Over yeah, but things?
3: you can still sue, and if a court decides to give it to you, they decide to give yeah, it to that's you. That's true.
6: That's
2: true.
0: Yeah. I don't well, know, it just seems part and parcel. You join the military, you know they're gonna test stuff on you. And in many cases they tell you in advance. A lot of the time you know, you sometimes are it might be our guinea pigs. Yeah, well, some... you
5: know, well I mean you know, depleted uranium and stuff like that, that stuff cuts through metal like butter. I mean it's mm-hmm. you know it's uh basically uh nuclear uh material. Well, it's and, depleted. And it, and it and it and it causes cancer and and all other types of diseases and and I, I just don't think that the military, you know... Yeah. It's probably not good
0: to be around that stuff. Probably not, from what I understand. It could be really bad. Well, John Rockefeller did a really report bad. about
5: it in 74, but the DOD... Is said business as usual. And, I mean, the, the report he did didn't curb it or stop it. They're still doing it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's how they do things. They just kind of do what they want, and occasionally a court will throw down a ruling that will stop them from doing what they want. Maybe they'll stop it for a little while, and then they'll start it up somewhere else and start doing it differently under a different program heading name. And, uh, you know, they just do what they want, Jeff. That's how things work. So we should just stop funding it. We should we should just stop paying for it all. We should stop participating with the federal government if they're doing if the federal government is doing things that you disagree just, with. You know, taxpayer
5: money is doing all this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why keep paying? Do you pay, well, Jeff? What's that? Do you pay the, the federal guys? Um, I file my returns. You do. No. Sorry to hear about that. Thanks for the I call. I file mine, too. Me, too. Yeah, 800. Mm. Not me. 800-259-9231. They me aren't scared. my returns. They're their returns. I don't have returns. Does it become I'm mine when slave. I put my signature on it? I guess, yeah. guess it would. Anyway, uh, 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll. free line. A lot of libertarians or people that would formally have described themselves as libertarians pretty upset with uh, what's been going on with the Libertarian movement, specifically with the Libertarian Party. And Jeremy West, one of our listeners, has written a blog post about it over at nolanchart.com. And he says that the current Libertarian presidential candidate believes in limited government. And he says, I choose to give him the benefit of the doubt that his views have changed since his days in Congress. Of course, he's talking about Bob Barr, in case you don't know. That would be certainly uh, preferable to the platforms of either the two major party candidates. And it has been said that the perfect is the enemy of the good. However, I believe that the case of where the Libertarian Party is at at the moment, the practical has become the enemy of the good. Limited government is without a doubt not as harmful as big government. However, it's still not good. Governments, however small, rely on the initiation of force to fund themselves. And I believe the, the initiation of force is morally wrong, no matter which hat the person initiating the force is wearing. The word libertarian has become synonymous with the Libertarian Party in America. Now, that's probably the case, but still, I think most people don't really even know what a libertarian is. I, I mean, think that, I think
3: that's true. That, but the average person doesn't know who the vice president is either. So, true. you know, carrying what the average person thinks is is
0: you know mighty mighty uh, un, uh, you know it doesn't matter. The Libertarian Party stands for small government, says. West, at this and uh, as this does not represent my beliefs, I don't want to confuse people by calling myself a libertarian. As an individual, I have my own beliefs, so perhaps Jeremy's the only true label for me. However, when discussing philosophy, it's useful to begin with a label so that a body of knowledge can begin the conversation. He says the old meaning for anarchy, which is an absence of government, does some justice to my philosophy. However, the term anarchy has now come to have the connotation at best of chaos and at worst, bomb-throwing radicals. So as violence is the polar opposite of what I believe, I don't want to confuse people by calling myself an anarchist. Now, one of the hosts of the freedom-oriented radio program Free Talk Live has very similar political views to mine. He calls himself a free marketeer. Aside from the fact that this term might be confused with the three musketeers or even the (laughs) Mickey Mouseketeers, I'm not sure the term paints the full picture in people's minds. It makes clear that he believes in economic freedoms, but I don't think it makes clear that he also believes strongly in personal freedoms. For myself, I've settled on the term voluntarist. I simply believe that on all matters of life, from economic to personal, people ought to be free to make their own decisions voluntarily. What don't you like, by the way, about the term voluntarist? I like it. Uh, In fact, this is persuading me to, uh, to adopt that term, I would say. Anyway, he says, my next uh, series of articles will show why I believe this way on 10 major issues. So we look forward to reading those, maybe on the air, maybe not. Anyway, 800-259-9231. That's Jeremy West over at nolanchart.com, where we're actually uh, one of their advertisers over there right now, which is pretty cool. Toll-free number here. I hope they're bringing us listeners. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever it is that's on your mind. I don't know what Julia has, but I know she's got some sort of show prep, so hopefully we'll get to that here at some point. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. and You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we ask that you vote for us. Just go to vote.freetalklive.com. And it makes a big difference for us. All you need is your email address. It'll take you less than a minute. No big deal. Uh, This is something that's very quick and it's important because if we're number one on the Podcast Alley rankings, which is what your votes help us do, uh, we claim the number one slot. More people find the show. More people discover the freedom message. And therefore, that's a good thing. right? advertisers, advertisers uh, Advertisers will advertise and we'll get rich. (laughs) Well, if we keep money coming in, the show stays on the air, right? That much is trying. So, it makes a big difference for us. Please go to vote.freetalklive.com. It's only a a once-a-month thing, so not a big burden here, and it's much appreciated. That's vote.freetalklive.com, 800-259-9231. Mark, do you have this wiffle ball story? I absolutely do. some, Some sort of wiffle ball controversy? I mean, how could wiffle ball be controversial? From Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, from the New York Times.
3: Vincent Provenzano, 16 years old, experienced his Kevin Costner moment one Sunday afternoon in May after a thrilling day of wiffle ball in a friend's backyard. He came home, gazed at a field of weeds, brush, poison ivy, and an empty lot off of Riverside Lane, turned to his friend Justin Curiotto, 17, and proclaimed, If we build it, they will come. After three weeks of clearing brush, poison ivy, scrounging up plywood and green paint, digging holes, and pouring concrete, Vincent, Justin, and about a dozen friends did manage to build it.
0: Where? Wait, wait, wait this was a vacant lot. Yes. So, they didn't own the place. I suspect not.
3: Okay. Tree shaded wiffle ball version of Fenway Park, complete with a twelve foot tall green monster in center field, American flag by the left field uh, foul pole, and what the
0: hell's a green monster.
3: What is a green monster? Yeah. What it's is a, that? It's a tall wall. Uh, Why would they put a wall in the middle of the baseball field? To make it hard for balls to go out. Oh, okay. (sighs) So I don't know much about all the sporting stuff. It's clear. (laughs) Colorful signs for Taco Bell Fruitista freezes. But alas, they had an advertiser? Either that or they just... uh, They like the frutistas. (laughs) It could be that. I don't know. (laughs) But alas, they had no idea just who would come. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Youthful whipple ball players, yes. But also angry neighbors, their lawyer, the police, the town nuisance officer... Tree warden and other officials in all shapes and sizes.
0: Now, I don't know whose property this was, but certainly young people today don't really understand property rights. They are not raised uh, in the government, they're not taught taught property rights in the government school system, so I think that was certainly a mistake on their part, but.
4: I, I also imagine that the people who called the lawyers and police were not the actual property owner. The property owner probably didn't even if realize. it's vacant,
0: it's probably vacant
3: yeah. for a reason right, The property
4: owner right. doesn't live
0: there. That's what I
3: was
4: thinking and I mean he- if
0: anything, the owner's gonna appreciate all the the work done to it well, and probably raise the value. Like the
4: kind of things that kids do I, when I think about stuff like this, I don't know I did. If I wanted to do something or like clear out a lot or whatever, or build, I, I just like did a tree it. fort.
0: You yeah. go and build a tree fort. You wouldn't care really where it was. Right. Well, I think that there's. Uh, yeah, I
3: think uh, you absolutely wouldn't. And I think that there and I built uh, my, my forts were on other people's
4: property. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely were. And the only were. person who should be able to call the police should be the property owner if he has a problem with it. Well, there's well, you don't live <laughs> in even then.
3: The, the problem with uh, the, proper, the being the property owner is the litigious society that we've uh, created here that allows people to sue if something bad happens on somebody's land. Yeah, um, but nothing bad happened. Well, it turns out they that, thought it was bad. But, I guess. Well, it's bad if you're uh, exposed to liability because kids are playing baseball on your lot.
0: I see. Don't you think? But that would be the owner's concern, right? You said the owner didn't even step forward, right? I didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> she said that. Oh, I said it I suspected. It turns out that one, one, of the ki- uh, one
3: kid's field of dreams is an adult's dangerous nuisance. Liability <laughs> nightmare, inappropriate asurpation of green space, unpermitted special use, or drag on property values, and... A drag? Their wiffle ball It seems Fenway. like an
4: empty, uh, weeded lot would yeah. be more of a drag than a nice little place for kids to play.
3: You'd think. Well, um, I... Maybe somebody would look at the lot and say, I could build a house there. But they wouldn't look at a wiffle ball field and say, I could build a house there. Maybe. I don't know. Their Wiffle Ball Fenway has become the talk of Greenwich in a suburban uh, Rorschach test about youthful summers, past and present. Present People can remember how fun it was to go out in the woods in the summer, build a fort, do something fun and creative. So there's something pretty cool in what these kids did, especially in a time kids grow up in such an incredibly structured and stressful environment, as uh, Lynn Lavery, one of the Greenwich selectmen who inherited Wiffle Ball, while uh, the first selectman, um, Greenwich version of mayor, is on vacation. But we have a situation that's escalated said ms lavery <laughs> neighbors are upset that it's too close to their property building has been done on town property there's issues of uh, traffic and drainage so it apparently is <laughs> town property so do you hey, understand what i'm saying that's cool man as far as i'm concerned game on there's an issue of traffic and drainage yeah, There's an like issue traffic of, kids of going traffic through. and drainage. What kind of traffic are they talking uh, isn't about? Isn't this the stupidest thing you've ever heard of? Oh, Sorry, kids, you can't have a wiffle ball field here that you built on your own because uh, you, you don't have to where, where the right might get wet. Where are the handicapped people going to park? <laughs> where are they going to park? For God's sakes, you don't have a handicap-ready bathroom here. What, what is this?
4: I like the idea of kids going out and doing things too instead of just lying around and watching TV all the time. And hey, it seems we've got like, wiffle
0: ball video games for a reason. We don't need any <laughs> wiffle ball fields. Well,
3: Lavery, it seems
4: to me like this is just discour- discouraging kids to go out and absolutely. do stuff. I mean, it's all these, awful. like, if you want to go build a wiffle ball field on this empty lot, you have to, like, go through this process of applying for all these permits, and eh, well, what why is bother? The, what's the
0: liability of playing wiffle ball?
4: Isn't a wiffle well, ball a little going plastic to get hurt ball? No matter,
0: yes. Um, somebody's going to
3: get hurt <laughs> no matter what going do. Is not even a baseball? It's, it's not like it's going to
0: bust through somebody's window or
3: something Likely like not. that. Likely um, not. Ms. Lavery says, we're hoping to come up with a compromise, but there are a lot of issues to address. I mean, the legalities of uh, kid, the kids building a wiffle ball field. It's, it's in, in, it insane.
4: 40 years ago, this would be a non-issue.
3: Absolutely. True. Totally right. There's plenty of local history in wiffle ball, as though that matters. Yeah. If these kids want to play cricket <laughs> or, uh, or... Bocce or, or, ball. Right. Or, or, or curling. I don't care what they want to do. I don't they should think really go they're out. They're not really going to be able to curl in the summer, are they? They should play jarts is what they should play. <laughs> <laughs> Lawn darts? Yeah. There was a song. Uh, oh, I think it was in the early to mid '90s about uh, he got she got pegged in the head with a lawn dart. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. That's the worst part. I'm just
0: trying to imagine. Now they don't the, sell them
3: at the Walmart I'm anymore. Just try, or, I'm
0: trying to imagine the nosy neighbors sitting there watching from their kitchen window. The kids playing and having a good time back there. Mildred, call the police. The children are back in the yard again playing their wiffle ball. We can't have this in our neighborhood. We came here to get away from all these children.
4: I actually thought, when you first talked about it, I was thinking baseball, so now that it's actually wiffle ball, I'm even more just It's n- ludicrous. Yeah, absolutely Crazy. ludicrous. Yeah. Even the bats are plastic.
3: Wiffle, wiffle ball apparently was invented in Fairfield, Connecticut, and Greenwich uh, land use disputes. Uh, uh, Vincent and Justin said they would just wanted a place to play wiffle ball.
0: This is they, a clear violation of the anti-fun ordinance that we put on the books back in <laughs>
3: 1975. <laughs> they got materials from a friend's basement, plus two big pieces of plywood uh, being Thrown away at a shell station in East Putnam wow. Avenue, they fished pallets out of dumpsters and spent perhaps two hundred dollars, mostly on green paint. Hmm. But even before they were finished, they painted it green. People, I mean, they're trying to make it beautiful. Like they green get, for Greenwich. There's, Greenwich. There's, there's well, it's the green monster, Ian. Try to stick with oh, me, would right, you? Right. The, <laughs> these kids are probably uh, Red Sox fans. And so they built a little scaled-down version, and the you know it's beautiful. I'm looking at this wiffle ball field in this picture here, and it is it's gorgeous. I I, I don't understand what they could possibly have a problem with.
4: I, oh yeah, it's really nice. People it looks like just a park. hate
3: fun. They hate yeah, kids it, and they hate fun. Yep, yeah, they they suck. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really the only thing that. Uh, uh, it comes down to. But even before they were finished, things began to get complicated. They were told the neighbors had complained the field was on town-owned uh, land. They needed a permit to put up their field, and it would probably have to come down. Um, th- thing, This being Greenwich, they decided...
4: Town-owned land? Yes. That makes me care, like, not... Care factor yeah. is zero yeah. now.
3: They and or parents alerted the local newspaper and politicians up to the lieutenant governor of uh, the uh, nearby yeah. Stanford. <laughs> Soon they had everyone in town talking about it, with most of them seriously um, seemingly put off. By the notion that even a wiffle ball field needs to enlist the armies of adult supervision and legalistic oversight, I agree. And, and you see, this is what the average American thinks, but you just won't. It just won't go that way. It doesn't matter what because the they average don't make American thinks. They don't
0: make noise. The average American doesn't make noise. They don't have the uh, the incentive to get out there and lobby no, for freedom. It's the bureaucrats. It's the it's the
3: squeaky the, wheels. The, the the complainers. Yeah. yeah. The looky-loos and the nosy people. Yep. Back before we lost our collective minds and began shrieking with horror at the thought of kids having fun on Bunch their own. Busy bodies. Not part of an official league or otherwise organized activity. They used to do things like find a vacant lot, field it, in, um, turn it into a uh, makeshift diamond, and spend yep. glorious hours in the summer sun. The local newspaper, Greenwich Times, wrote an editorial in support of the use on well, Wednesday. Well, you can still
0: do that as long as you have the appropriate permits. 800-259-9231, <laughs> slaves. There's no, there's no permit for fun, I'm Subjects. sorry. Subjects. Peons, more coming up. That's how they feel about these, uh, you know, everybody. The government people believe they are in a different class from everyone else. It's disgusting. Hour two is coming up. You take control. It's free talk live.
7: You ever have one of those days where everything goes right?
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls and... And then I think uh, we'll talk to Julia about PETA. First, we go to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Hi,
8: how are you doing, gentlemen?
0: Good, sir. What's on your mind? There's What's a lady interesting
8: here too. with the case you just presented is the fact that, number one, there are no vacant properties in Greenwich, Connecticut. It's among the highest... Uh, real estate property in the nation. Just to bring so, number one, someone to, owns that
7: land.
0: Let me let me bring our new listeners up to speed here. You're referencing a story we talked about last hour, where some young men, uh, teenage boys, went to a uh, vacant area in Greenwich, Connecticut, and they created themselves a little wiffle ball field and much to the chagrin of the surrounding uh, busybody neighbors and politicians and bureaucrats who did not like them doing that. And as we specified, the particular lot is not owned by any particular individual. It is owned allegedly by the city of Greenwich. It's a public land.
8: Okay. Well, what's interesting about that, then, uh, does it fall under the federal wetland uh, regulations
0: Who that knows? Who
8: specify knows? a specific uh, ecosystem that must be maintained. Yeah, uh, number two, the fact is, too, the Greenwich, Connecticut, while being very expensive property, uh, surprisingly real estate, for those that own the property, taxes on it aren't really all that great compared to other cities in the United States. So in a sense, I can understand why the community wouldn't want the liability if it's the city or the what, town what
0: of French, Connecticut
8: that owns the property. What are you What's
0: talking about? We're talking about kids. playing with Regarding a ball,
8: man. an accident such all playgrounds have to have liability uh, insurance. You,
0: no, wait a minute. We're talking policies. about wiffle ball. I mean, you could go out in the middle <laughs> of the street in your neighborhood I, I, I and play. I agree with ball. Frank on this. No, no, it, no.
8: The point is, I'm, I'm speaking about a very specific legal demand that the state, the federal, and the com- the communities are required if they want to have an insurance policy uh, designed in the private sector to keep that community from having unlimited liability regarding uh, an accident. Let's but the, say but if the someone state is catching not a wiffle ball. Let's say a wiffle ball fly is in the air. The person jumps up, twists, twists the tendon, falls onto the leg, So breaks what the arm? Man? And dislocates you could go out in the middle the of the street I broke and get, my arm when I was twelve nuisance. by falling out of a tree. Without insurance, it Frank, becomes have attractive you ever seen nuisance. kids
0: Frank, have you ever seen kids stand out in the middle of the street and throw a ball back and forth?
8: Well you know what, where I live in Brooklyn, that's kind of impossible to do. So, you, so uh, you've
0: never you've never seen that
2: happen. No, I actually have done I was that little as a
8: kid. kid, but the point right. is it was always done on private property. And well, with the most homeowner's of the insurance I... policy, if your neighbor, Todd, breaks his leg and the family sues you, you're not going to lose your house because the insurance policy The government's not going to lose
0: anything. Look, if a kid twists his ankle on the vacant lot that this government is allegedly controlling... He can sue, the kid can sue the government
8: no, then for can't. that because it's an the attractive nuisance. Government... Yes, he can. That's He's... the law. That's, that's very simple. Oh, yeah. The and government's going to be responsible for that. Give me a break. Of dollars... And when you're talking about very affluent families that have millions of dollars and their property is worth millions of dollars, they're going to get a good attorney and they're going to sue the community for millions of dollars.
3: Look at the That's Simpson nonsense.
8: episode. Well, no, it's not nonsense. It may- it's
3: what's going to happen. Well, let me finish.
8: The, the case is kind of funny and ridiculous, but it also is very serious. It, mention, it, it, spe- it speaks of a the high cost of litigation in our society at yeah. the present. Right. The fact that... Uh, no one wants to assume liability for their actions, mm-hmm. and that includes the students who No one should have to this. assume
0: liability except for those individuals. They're the ones that chose to play the no, damn no. with liability, the game. No,
8: no, liability is, flows both ways, my friend. We have to look at – let's look at common law practices, and let's go back to England if in the period as I'm of 1100 I, to
2: 1200.
8: No, before, before the Magna Carta. When we can, or if we want to really follow this legally and attempt to understand it, rather than poo-poo it and make it a joke. I mean, let, let's take it. Let's take it a different. Let, let's say you own the property. It's your property. You don't have a fence around it. You're you bought the property for speculative purposes. Mm-hmm. You plan to sell it at an inflated value in the next, you know, year and a half. Uh, kids, neighborhood kids come, they play on it. A kid breaks their leg, or someone, you know, the bullies of the neighborhood pick on a little kid. They put the kid in the lot. They beat the person up. Uh, ultimately, you know, the person who owns the property is going to be sued. And well, if you have a good sucks. attorney, they're not only going to sue the property, the owner of the property, they're going to sue the community.
0: Yeah, I understand that, and but I think that's that a raw deal, man. Held, I think you know, that's a raw proper.
8: deal. And I mean that's how our system works. I mean, let's face it, people out to work in this country. The system sucks. Whenever the opportunity arises, and if you're not not going to take it on yourself, you'll call the ambulance chaser that advertises on television. They will only take, you know, the case. They'll only uh, they'll only be paid if they win. I mean, that's that's the absurdity. But it's also the reality of this present moment.
2: Okay. And and being a
8: free marketer, my friend, uh, I think we have to understand the importance of property. Because it I is absolutely understand the importance of, of property. I don't you know, think there should be we public can make property. A philosophical
0: case. Thank you, Frank, for the call well. tonight. I Appreciate hearing well, from you. I agree. Public property is very important. That's why I advocate for the ab- abolishment of public property. Turn everything private. Uh, but even in that case, if you've got a vacant lot that's in you know in no way homesteaded, you have no way of knowing who's going to go in there. How on earth could you possibly be considered responsible for some dumb kid going in, climbing up a tree, and falling out of it? That doesn't make a damn bit of sense. And I think you know it, he's not arguing for that system. I don't think, but he's saying you know, that's the way the system is. Right. He's saying that that's reality, and,
2: and, that and it sucks. is. It's a like crappy it, system. Right. Yeah,
0: they're responsible for their actions, not me.
2: Right. I wasn't
3: it,
0: there. I, I
3: believe that what this this uh, this story does is it shines a light on what it is that we've allowed our system to become. Now kids can't go out and do something constructive with a vacant lot that's yeah. owned by the town, uh, that's you know just covered in weeds and poison ivy. Turn it into a little wiffle ball field and have some fun. That's where our
0: society has gone. Right. And so they can't do that stuff. So instead, they can go and you know get in trouble. Right. Because they right. could go and play play games and have a good time, but now they can't do that, so what else is there left to do?
3: Right. I mean, you know, which one of these kids is just going to say, screw it, I'm going to go do drugs?
0: Yeah. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That just doesn't make sense to me. How could anyone find, how could anybody find that a property owner is somehow responsible for the individuals that chose to go and, uh, you know... Go- Trespass essentially on that property. I could understand if you had a built a structure that was supposed to be safe, and you were allowing people to use that structure, and the structure you know crumbled on someone. Then yeah, I think you have some. Responsibility. I feel like if you're
3: if you're on somebody's property, um, and you're for one, if you're not an invited guest, uh, but you, the, the oh yeah, thing I is, agree with that. Yeah, the thing is, is that you become an invited guest when uh, un, uh, under our legal system, people become invited guests when you don't kick them off. So. You so know, without
0: without a fence up there right. and someone to sit and watch the entire time you're right. liable. Right. And, and I
3: still I still think it's a problem. Um it it, it should matter. It, it, it we should have a system set up where if kids go on a vacant lot then they're responsible for their own problems. Um you know, yeah. barring uh, the property owner uh, putting up bear traps in hopes of just uh, catching them uh, unawares after he's <laughs> invited them on, that sounds wrong. I'm not so sure that I think that it's wrong for a property owner to put up bear traps if he puts a sign up that says warning bear traps.
0: Right. I mean, how I I mean, does it have to be broken bones and stuff? What if a kid gets a bite from a, a wasp while he's on my property? Is that my responsibility, too? I, if, if the kid was allergic to them and swelled up like a balloon, yeah, she, right? I think it might be. nonsense.
4: Uh, that's a concept I really can't comprehend. I don't know. You when can I, go
0: to hell. I'm not going to pay that restitution because I didn't victimize anybody.
4: Yeah, that doesn't seem to make any sense. If I was a kid and I broke my arm, no matter whose property I was on, my parents would just take me to the hospital because I broke my arm, and when you have kids kids do stupid things and they might
0: know they could get money out of it they might know they could sue and get a judgment depending on who the judge is the fact is they could get a judgment i mean you know what frank was talking about is they can get
3: a judgment and they could get a judgment especially um, that's where all the the problems come from is this litigious society And, of
0: course, you can blame the damn lawyers for it because they're the ones that created all the laws to allow stuff like this to happen in the first place.
3: Yep, unfortunately, that's the case.
0: 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Julia's going to tell us about PETA. We haven't talked about those guys in a while, the pet freaks, uh, animal freaks. We'll get to them here in moments. 1-800-259-9231. Plus, we'll talk to you about what you want. This is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And see what it's all about, shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at
3: LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. 800
0: 259 92312 2 Your phone calls we go to Jeremy listening to KGEZ in Montana. Hello, Jeremy.
9: Hey, Ian, Julia, Mark, how's the baby coming along? I'm
0: doing fine. What's up, Jeremy? What's on your mind tonight?
9: Oh, it's, uh, I was wanting to talk about uh, next year's rainbow gathering, I guess, is going to be in uh, uh, New Mexico, and I was wondering if there's any way you guys might come out and broadcast live. <laughs>
0: uh, Well, it's a nice idea. Do they have Uh, any power out there? Yeah, there's going to be certain requirements in order to get Free Talk Live out to do a live broadcast. Number one, power, phone line, which is very unlikely out in the middle of nowhere at a national forest. But in addition to that, it'll also cost several thousand dollars. So (laughs) uh, I don't think the Rainbow family is going to be able to foot that bill.
9: Well, Alex Jones and uh, stuff like that, he's talking about, uh, he's going to, him and about uh, 10 or 20 cameramen, a professional cameramen are going to be watching these suckers next year. The next time they get ready to attack innocent people, then they'll good have for it. Alex
0: Jones. I didn't know he was going to side with the rainbow people. That's cool. Good for him.
9: What are the, why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't everybody I side with
0: him? I, I I agree. I think they're nice people. I mean, the ones that I met are very nice folks. I just think that uh, there's there are some people that look down on the rainbow people. I don't agree with that, but I'm I'm just pleased to hear that. That's all, Jeremy. Yeah,
9: no, I I support that, and I just wish there was some way that we could, you know, set up a generator or something and
0: run. It's going to cost a lot of money because I'm lazy. I don't like to go anywhere, and it has to really be worth my while. I go and I do – you know, we basically we comp the Free State Project when we do their events because we like them a lot. Well, they've been advertising uh, for five yeah. years. And they are our longest-running advertisers. So, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a history there, and that's important. But for anybody else, you have to pay through the nose, my friend. No, it's not pay through the nose. It doesn't cost <laughs> that much to get us out. All right. There you go. Thanks, Jeremy, for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We go to Julia. A story about the PETA people. What are they up to these days?
4: Well, it's not really so much a story about PETA. Uh, PETA has a a blog called the PETA files, <laughs> which makes me laugh because it just <laughs> says basically pedophiles at the top of their website, and I don't. Know. Okay. But um, anyway, it's an article about. I guess at some point in time last week, Jessica Simpson was photographed. Wearing a shirt that said, real girls eat meat.
0: Uh-oh, can't have our Hollywood stars not joining PETA. They, they like to tout their stars. Got a lockstep, you know. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, they were very bothered by this, so one of them wrote a blog about why Jessica Simpson is, a, is very stupid, and... I'm sure. She may be yeah, stupid. <laughs> I don't know Jessica Simpson. I don't
3: propose for a second that Jessica Simpson is not stupid.
4: <laughs> I don't either, but I don't think it's because of I don't know
3: Jessica Simpson. She may very well be the smartest lady around. But
4: <laughs> Doubtful. But she could be. She could be. But uh, anyway, I, I just thought that the reasons, their reasons why meat, eating meat is bad is really funny. All right, let's as hear As someone them. who eats meat. Um, well, number one is meat increases the risk of breast cancer, and they claim that um, you women can who find
0: a study about that everything increases the risk, you know, of you product X increases some risk of y, disease Y. I mean, there's so many studies that draw uh, connections between things out there. I just don't even pay any attention
4: right. To I'm it. sure that you could find a study that claims the exact opposite probably. by another organization if you wanted to there dig probably around. just isn't enough data to support either side. yeah. Um the second one is my favorite. Real girls don't support animal abuse. <laughs> compassion is sexy.
0: Isn't that the one tr- the the true Scotsman fallacy or something like that? What? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll have to go look that up. There's a, I've got a list of logical fallacies here I will consult on this. Go ahead.
4: Um if the huge number of hot celebs ditching meat isn't any is any indication, so because celebrities don't eat meat, uh <laughs> that equals that compassion so, is super sexy.
0: Oh, okay. I thought that was still the real girls one. I thought no. That is it is that. Oh, okay, so so therefore, celebrities define what real girls are like. Right, is that what they're suggesting? They're saying there?
4: compassion is sexy because a lot of celebrities don't eat meat.
0: Well, I'm compassionate and I like to eat meat. I do too. I like to I like the idea of helping people that are in need and helping animals that are in need. I I like animals, but I understand that. I like to eat them too. Well, <laughs> I I I see that I can see how someone might have might feel that
3: there's a, a di- dichotomy there. I I feel that there is also. I mean, the animal obviously doesn't want to be eaten, and and I can I can appreciate that. But um, you know, I, I'm motivated as a uh, as a meat eater. You know, I've got pointy teeth and eyes in the front of my head. I'm motivated to do that. And you know, in the world of animals, they 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 don't under, they they don't operate in the same world we do. Right. They do. would eat me. Some like,
0: would. I would. I would like to eat Cows them. wouldn't. They would like to eat me. Yeah.
4: Actually, I used to be a vegetarian for a short while, and my really? reason... Did you think it was cool? I, uh, I I had a boyfriend who was a vegetarian. This was several uh. years ago, and he convinced me to be a vegetarian, and I hated it because I'm picky as it is anyway, so I pretty much ate nothing but cheese sandwiches every day, and that just is extremely unhealthy. Um but i think one of the, the it's healthy for the
3: animals <laughs> but the, you well, see the thing is it's cheese sandwiches the pita people the vegans yeah, out there would they, say that uh, that's not good enough it's yeah. not good enough so
4: it, one of the arguments about being a vegetarian <laughs> that really really bothers me is that um that you know it's not nice to eat animals but animals eat each other mm-hmm. so why don't you stop that first and then talk to me about not eating animals
3: uh, you yeah. know they would say something about personal choice and all that stuff I, you know, I don't know what it comes, what I w- would say is that I think that animals should be, uh, butchered in, uh, slaughtered, excuse me, in the, uh, most humane uh manner I agree. possible
4: that's why i buy those cute little eggs that are uh, you know from the happy chickens the free the free <laughs> yeah.
3: right and well you can get free I feel range a beef better too about
4: that. and and
3: eggs eggs it's one thing a carton of eggs normally costs what about a buck and then the free range ones about 250 is yeah. that about right
4: and it just doesn't bother me to spend the extra money i'm not even there, sure if i'm really doing anything but i feel a little warmer and fluffier about it i understood.
3: guess understood and you know i think that free range is a great step that a lot of people can take um and you know you can get on board with uh Free range uh, farms In your local vicinity All it takes is a little bit of work So at that point at least the cow Gets to act like a cow for mm. most of his life And instead then of get like, butchered Instead yeah. of living in a cage yeah well i uh, yeah. living in concrete and steel buildings yeah. uh, like most of our meat does uh pork and, b- nice. and beef it's uh you know if if you ever got to see one of these uh, places where they uh the, where they
0: raise these animals it's it's awful. Yeah I wouldn't want to work there that's for sure.
4: No I I am willing to pay somebody else to slaughter my meat for me because I don't want to see that.
0: Thank goodness for the division of labor. Somebody out there really enjoys slaughtering animals. Yeah, and some, they should have a job. Some nut. <laughs> uh, hey, here's the no... I was. I, th- I think it was kind of close on the no true Scotsman fallacy. What was the statement that no real girls...
4: Oh, real girls don't support animal abuse.
0: Right. The uh, s- Suppose I assert that no Scotsman puts sugar on his porridge. You counter this by pointing out that your friend Angus likes sugar with his porridge. I then say, ah, yes, but no true Scotsman puts sugar on his porridge. There's no way to actually quantify what true Scotsman really even is, so it's just a nonsensical statement. More coming up. You can take control. (laughs) Yeah, this is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site we give away, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go click and download right there from the front page of the site. We go back for an entire year totally free at freetalklive.com. What if a socialist became president of the United States of America? I mean, someone more socialistic than our current socialist, I guess. President Barack Obama, John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card. What is your trigger point? If it happens, or rather when it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. We continue to discuss PETA's list of things that... What is this list exactly, Julia? Things that... Oh, uh,
4: why you shouldn't eat meat.
0: Oh, okay. Their list of reasons why people shouldn't eat meat. Which
4: is... Um, I guess came from some stupid picture of Jessica Simpson wearing a shirt that said "Real girls eat meat." Right. Apparently, well, they, the PETA...
3: PETA PETA always inserts themselves in, uh, into news. This is how they manage to get uh, get their you know crazy message out there. Is that they insert themselves into news? People that actually do something with their lives. Yeah. And uh, they
0: try to piggyback on it. So what? Uh, so let's recap here. What have we gone through so far?
4: Uh, meat increases the risk of breast cancer, and all they really do is cite one study. Some study. Um, which. Mm. I'm sure I could find a study that said just the opposite. I, I don't really think there's enough evidence to, to support either. Right. Um, and number two, that compassion is sexy and real girls don't support animal abuse.
0: Which is nonsense. I mean, to suggest that killing well, animals is abusing abuse, them. Abuse, right? And you know, the,
3: this this whole thing of animal abuse is it, it it's a slippery slope. I mean, right. it it seems clear to me what that animal abuse is. Ty- you know, if you tie your dog up in the yard and beat him with a stick and break his legs and not you know, feed him, the, yeah, then make him suffer and all and that stuff. That sounds like animal abuse to me.
0: But everybody's got their their point, Mark. right?
3: The PETA people believe that eating meat. Is abuse. They believe that keeping pets yeah, is abuse.
4: The people are against seeing eye dogs. Are they so really? Yes, they are. It's an absolutely crazy organization. Uh, Sounds like it. Yeah, they think that animals should be completely free. They're right. for total animal liberation, meaning I every like, animal I, out in the streets.
0: Right. I like my little captive. Yeah. My little uh, ravage <laughs> kitty cat.
4: And he lives a nice life. <laughs> when he was out on the street, he lost half his yeah. tail and some of his ear.
0: He got in fights and stuff. That's no fun. And how come they don't call it abuse when the animals abuse one another, when they hurt each other? Isn't that abuse, too? I
3: guess it would be, right? That's animal abuse. No, that's just each nature.
0: Other. It's nature, then.
3: Well, well, then aren't I part of
4: nature? Yeah. <laughs> I think most extreme animal rights activists are really anti-human and pro. They think, for some reason, the animals are more important. Because we have freedom of choice, we should be able to choose... But they, they well, can't anti, help it.
0: They're anti the other humans. They yeah. like to keep their lives, but the other humans that are doing things they disagree with, they're anti that.
4: I, they're an absolutely psychotic organization, Let's, and the sad thing is that most people who donate to PETA—they
0: don't know—they
4: don't understand that. In fact, right. I'd say most of them are pet owners.
3: Right, Mike? Yeah, absolutely true. And oh. my grandmother used to donate to uh, PETA. Um, she'd write him a check every month, and uh, she—it sounds
4: had, nice. They have a nice name.
3: Yeah, it, who, who doesn't want uh, animals treated ethically? But you know, she had no idea, and I didn't know either. And
4: uh, they don't really do anything just, either, except for stand outside don't Kentucky they kill Fried animals? chickens. They do, actually. They do. That's the greatest hypocrisy of um, the PETA organization, and most people don't know that, but it actually came out in the news a couple of years ago, I believe, that in nine years they killed seventeen over 17,000 animals, and they only adopted out 12 in 2006. Uh, Twelve animals. They twelve animals, and they receive thirty-one million dollars a year, approximately in donations. So I feel like they could do a little better for that. I think the local. I bet you the donors
0: would think the same thing. Yeah, yeah. the humane society could really use some of that money. Let's continue the list.
4: Right. Uh, Three. The meat industry is destroying the earth. (laughs) Uh, The only thing that's hot about the meat industry is that it's toasting the planet, according to the United Nations. Well, that's credible.
3: Well, um, the, here, you, here you run into to a, a dual issue. First off, I'm not sure I, I agree with uh, the whole global warming thing at yes, all. Yeah. But let's say that the globe, you know, I, I, and, and if so, I'm not sure that we're doing it. I'm not sure that it has anything to do with the gases here on the planet. Yeah. Um, Mars is getting warmer, too. It's difficult uh, to say. But if you believe the science that they're putting out there, um, methane, which is what, you know, the, the, what they're talking about here as far as meat goes. Methane. About cow farts? Yes. Well, all kinds of farts, but, yeah, cow farts are a big issue. Cow, cows <laughs> will kill themselves with methane if you keep the barn, barn windows closed. Is that right? Yeah, that's a lot of methane, okay? <laughs> so um, the methane is like 10 times the problem or 20 times the problem as far as uh, greenhouse gases go. If, if you, you What they call greenhouse gases. Then these carbon emissions, they're all worried about. Okay. That all of us. So you can drive a Hummer and be a vegetarian and do more for the environment than you would be by driving an escort and eating cheeseburgers. Do you understand what I'm saying? Gotcha. Presuming what they Ride say is true. Ride a bicycle true. and eat cheeseburgers. That's presuming what they say is Presuming the what case. they say is true. Okay. So, you know, it's it's
0: it's a mess. Well, does that mean they support slaughtering, you know, the cows then? Because, I mean...
4: They produce methane gas. Right, because you should get rid of the cows. What they're then, right? obviously doing here is they're catering to an audience who most likely feels very strongly about the what is it global warming right yeah. so they want to make them feel
0: guilty when they bite into their next hamburger
4: right uh, they're obviously pandering okay um so reason number four
0: how many are there how many reasons? there's five five okay
4: is that meat will make you fat and is that true no do you
3: remember uh meat from 105.9 y- ynf yes he was a vegetarian was he fat yes okay
4: There, you could absolutely. I know for a fact, and I've actually recently studied a lot about nutrition and and getting fat, basically, and trying to not get fat. And I could absolutely be a fat vegetarian, no doubt. Hmm. I know.
3: You couldn't be a fat vegan, though. Those people starving, starve to death.
4: Yeah, and that's yeah, just unhealthy. They are
3: starving to death.
4: <laughs> you really, i got to say, all those chemicals and soy and stuff, that can't be good for you. Well, yeah,
3: I don't I don't know that there's chemicals there. I think that most vegans are probably very careful about the, the things they eat. Hey, and
0: I saw a study that said soy was bad for you.
3: You would have to... You'd have to uh, stay at home and, and have a lot of time to prepare food, and, and I just and
4: a lot of money. I, I
3: don't pay attention to that. Yeah, it certainly costs more. And um, you would
4: have to have no taste buds whatsoever right. because I'm, most I'm of that of stuff it. tastes awful.
3: Certainly, some people uh, can get
0: used to it. Hey, you know, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my food while I'm here. You know, only going to live once.
3: But
4: you might be fat.
0: Yeah,
3: according I might to be, them,
0: yes, but I'm not.
3: You've never had to. Wor- Ian's never had to worry about being fat, no. so.
4: Uh the, my favorite line from Maybe that is... Maybe one day
3: and I'm I'm just hoping
4: I hope up. I hope the upcoming Jessica Simpson's intimates line comes in plus sizes. <laughs> I,
0: I, you know what? It, it will. should. That's a very clever line, though. If they, <laughs> they want to sell, it should come in plus sizes. Uh,
4: all right. So, the big uh, girls
3: are getting booty too. I mean,
4: you know. Pretty much every statement they've had here about why you shouldn't eat meat is a logical fallacy it's of some jab sort. A jab at Jessica
0: Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fifth one?
4: Eating meat steals food from starving kids. Okay, wow. Now, now you've got a real crazy. problem
3: here. Okay, first. First off, the starving kids didn't buy the food, so you're not stealing it from them. No. Now, perhaps it's uh, dry. You know, I mean, it, it's taking the land up that could be used to grow soy. Like we could only grow soy on all agricultural land out there, rather than. Dude, there's so much land, though. There's right, so much. There, land. there absolutely is. But at, at that point, you're talking about using carbon emissions to get that food to people because people are starving. In places where there are you know famine you know famine is taking place, yeah. yeah you know or wherever and you know they're they're having trouble, political unrest, governments kill children. Absolutely, Meters That's eaters don't kill children. It
0: seems to me that's the number one reason why people are starving around the world is because they've got they're living under despotic dictatorships, uh, where you've got these guys that essentially they are totally in control of the country. They have their military mem- men that essentially would intercept any sort of food shipment that would come into the country. They take it for themselves. They uh, you know then they get, essentially the government gets whatever food shipments come in and then they give out whatever they feel is appropriate. So as soon as we can get the government. Well,
3: to, uh, to merchants who will then you know sell it. You know, the, as it,
0: soon as we can get the governments off the backs of these starving people, they'd be able to get the food they needed. There's plenty of damn food out there yeah. right now. Just look at all the food Americans throw away on a daily right. basis. Well, look how much we
3: pay in um, taxes to pay farmers not to grow food here in this country.
0: Yeah. Well, isn't that part of the uh, the the lack mentality, Mark? The idea that there's only so much food, and because we're growing, because we're making meat instead of vegetables, then people are starving around the world because it takes more space to make the meat versus the vegetables. There's plenty of space. Plant some more food if what you want is more food. But well, there's
3: it's the energy too. They you know they don't want farmers uh, using their energy to, towards the meat. They should be using their
0: energy towards the soy. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Three bucks a month is all it'll cost you. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show to help advertise, market, and promote. That's where we got the term AMP from. Free Talk Live. Get on more stations, get more internet listeners on board, and introduce more people to the message of freedom and liberty. So, if you want to become an amplifier and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, go to amp.com. Dot freetalklive.com. Uh Julia, did we finish up this PETA thing?
4: We did. I just wanted to point out how stupid of an organization PETA was to say you all it- you pet owners You're not actually supporting what you think you're supporting, so stop giving them money and go donate to your local Humane Society or Watch the
0: uh, Penn & Teller episode on it, too. Penn & Teller's BS did a great episode on PETA, and you cited something during the break that I thought was worth talking about with the president of uh, PETA. Don't they mention that in the Penn & Teller show? Oh,
4: well, it's not the president, but it is someone who's very high up in the organization, like the CEO or, you know, one of the top uh, players in PETA, um, actually takes... Uh, insulin for a some sort of type of diabetes which is one of the many um, medicines available out there that is made from possible by animal research Mm. which PETA does not support and she was quoted as saying I need it's okay that I take it I'm not a hypocrite (laughs) because I need my life to fight for animals.
3: So she she can uh, you know then uh, it's it's okay for her to sacrifice animals lives for people, but all the rest of the people that might come right. after her that would be they're from, important as Yeah, her. benefit from uh, you know animal testing on medicines. No, well, they don't count.
0: Toll free number for you is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, she's a hypocrite. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. You want to comment on that, you're welcome to do so or bring up anything we go. In the meantime, to Glenn in Alabama. You can take control. Hello, Glenn.
2: Well,
10: hey, how are you doing? Hey, what's Ian, on your mind? Mark.
0: Hey, Julia's here, too. Go ahead, sir. Ju-
10: I'm sorry, Julia, okay. too. Okay, uh, hello. How are you?
0: Excellent. Go, go. Um, what's on your mind?
10: One, one, one area that you might sympathize with, uh, PETA, of course, is uh, is government funding for science. Specifically, um, uh, PETA's against the funding that involves uh you know, the use of animals in experiments.
0: Yeah, but I bet they're in favor of government funding PETA.
10: Yeah, they they, they probably are. Yeah. But I guess I, um, I just am trying to segue into the topic I want to <laughs> gotcha. discuss by, you know, briefly touching on that. But really, I, I kind of, um, I, I do think that the, there is um, a lot of uh, taxpayer money that goes to scientific research, like basic research, that ends up benefiting us all um, in so many ways. So I guess I'm wondering what your take is on that.
0: Well, I don't really know about all that. I'm sure, sure there's some things you can point to. I'm sure that's to, but... true. Do you think there's been some private money
3: going into scientific research that's benefited us I mean, these are going to do research.
2: An,
10: there's not as much – they're not as incentivized when unless they can make – money really fast. You know, if they see that there's a cure right down the line and they can jump on it, they will. But something, you know, that's, that's for, further off, the corporations really won't invest
3: in. Certainly that's true, but we've created a uh, system, and you know, with with Wall Street and, and the government's involvement and all these things that really does matter on the next cu- quarter as to how much, uh, you know, or the, uh, the next year, what, what the profits are for the company. If we took the burden off of companies, and by companies I mean men and women working in order to help the rest of society... If we took the burden off of those people in the form of tax dollars, then they would probably be able to plan farther out in their businesses.
0: Well, and how about the FDA getting in the way with its, you know, 19-year approval process, billions of dollars? That prevents other companies from coming in and innovating new startups that may not have the 1000000000 dollar budget necessary in order to put a drug through the approval process. So we'd see more competition in the absence of the FDA, and, yeah, of course, I, more I, competition means more innovation and more good things uh, to, to help people feel better.
3: Yeah,
10: but if you're looking at basic science, I mean that takes so many years. Right. Here's of, what I would suggest to you.
3: Here's what I would suggest. Come don't on. You create... It was basic science that allowed us to build automobiles, you know, in the sure. form of physics. And somehow the free market managed to come up with this amazing yeah. thing called an yeah, automobile. Yeah, but
10: you're taking. I mean, you're taking one instance. Uh, there's, people. There's Glenn. So many, uh, uh, there's so many. There's uh, so many medical advances and and physics advances. That, that couldn't have happened without some kind of long term strategy right. of investment. Uh, I don't know that all,
3: that's. Uh, how do you know they couldn't have happened? They didn't happen because we well, were okay, giving them it's money. All, it's all hypothetical. And, and that's but like probably. saying, look, I'm wearing a red shirt today, and I wouldn't have been able to wear a red shirt today if I had a green shirt on. The fact is, we don't have a free market, and it's, diff- it's impossible to speculate as to what would happen. Don't you think things like the arts well, then, are sure, important then, for people? My, my Shouldn't opinion, we be funding then? the arts?
10: In my humble opinion, then, the government would, I mean, the the, the corporations would never tackle um, some very important problems, whether it right. be artificial lenses that may be for true. people who are going blind. Maybe that's or- true,
0: Glenn, but here's my solution for you. Why don't you go out there and do exactly what it is you're suggesting? There are plenty of universities around the country that are funded. Uh, certainly, they, they do get government oh, money. But I am. No I'm, I'm, a graduate
10: stu- I'm a graduate student right now, but my funding comes from the government. It doesn't right. come from a well,
2: private Why don't you company. go
0: out there and raise money on a private basis? And, and you know, We're talking about what things would be like if the in the absence of the government money that money still exists in society it's just not being siphoned off the top by a bunch of bureaucrats sitting right. in Washington DC so individuals would be able to contribute money to the different scientific causes that they felt were most uh, important to them so if you felt that cancer research was interesting you could uh, contribute money to that or if you were like you know wanted to contribute to the united way of all the medical causes you know one you know uh, Ian, i don't gives... think
10: people i don't think people would i think people are too so they should be forced so... at
0: gunpoint then huh yeah i, I don't i don't yeah. know
10: i mean that's 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 a problem that you know, it's something that would – I mean, this – Right, because nobody goes to, and
0: buys those breast cancer things you know, that you see
3: at the store, <laughs> yeah. right? Look, the, the, all those great things are transported by things like cars, right? And I've given you a really great example of how the free market came yeah, up with say,
2: cars. I'm not saying and the, the free city- market
10: won't develop, uh, develop things, and I think it does a good job of that, and it really meets – it meets think right. problems which there's a high monetary incentive then it to
3: target. Will, but well, it, 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 oh, hold on. Before you go on, the, it does reach the ones that there's a high monetary incentive. But then when companies are reaching the ones with high monetary incentives, then the companies that say, oh, there's one with a less than high monetary incentive that I can get in my niche. And then, you know, they build downward. Right? Right. The thing is, is we're extracting by force money from these companies that they could be using to fund research, to and employ people, and to create things. and we're we're stifling The heck out of them with the FDA uh, with a 17-year process. The government's the problem in medical research. The government's completely the problem in medical research, and there isn't another one.
10: What about what about questions purely of an intellectual, um, you know, intellectual nature that end up having ramifications that a corporation would never or a company would never investigate? You know, like the function of the brain or, you know, well, I'd some like to of point out mission.
0: that the Methuselah Foundation, as I understand it, is completely privately funded. We had our Aubrey de Grey on this program, and they are getting private funding to do research into something pretty obscure, and that is extending life. Uh, so, you know, talk about something that's way off into the future. Uh, that There's all, all kinds of research going on out there, and I'm sure a lot of it is being privately funded. And to suggest that people are so evil or so bad that we need governments around to forcefully extract Money from people in order to fund the things that you think are right is really kind of sociopathic, don't you think?
10: Uh, sociopathic is kind of an over overstatement. There. Well, you want to
0: hurt I think people, think don't you?
10: Back, I think it harkens back to what Mark was saying the other day, the other week about um, utilitarianism versus
2: right, right. Um,
10: absolute well, freedom.
0: I, I smashed Mark on that particular argument because the issue with know, utilitarianism is I don't think that
2: argument was settled Glenn, at all.
0: The, the issue with <laughs> utilitarianism is it all hinges on what you think is best and what you think is best for the majority of people may be, what, may be different from what Mark believes is best maybe different from what whoever's in charge believes is best so it's all completely subjective. Look, you know, I don't agree with threatening my neighbors no matter how great the, uh, the end goal is. Some people would argue that if it weren't for the government people would not be exploring space and i say poppycock there uh, are you know, people if it wasn't there. for
3: the government we'd all be speaking german cuz hitler would have taken over I or mean, we wouldn't have there, roads there's all whatever. these all these arguments out there that are most largely are fallacious right. and
0: um, you know it's it just it, it doesn't it doesn't work so I was uh, recently at my grocery store, Price Chopper. It's a uh, Northeastern grocery chain. They they had a 75th year anniversary, and they had a little handout at the front of the store uh, identifying you know, the history of the company and what they do with some of their profits. And it was very, you know, like a little four-page long brochure about the company. And I was blown away by all of the charitable organizations that they supported, uh, you know, supporting animal-related organizations, supporting research, you know, cancer, uh, you know, that sort of long-term research that you're talking about. About. This corporation was doing all of this, uh, taking their profits and sending them over to these places that I didn't even know that they were doing. And when I found out about it, I thought, well, hey, that's pretty cool. You, you know, it's,
10: it's a drop in the bucket. And the other thing is, is that the, the masses are, are too stupid to know what to support.
0: Well, <laughs> with people like you out there... Uh, well. I, I think I, I don't
10: want to sound like an elitist, but it's, it's yeah. A you story. sound like an elitist,
0: it's,
3: man. If and the you're masses, sick, in my I, I, I no, I, I absolutely agree with the mass, The masses so don't they should know be stolen from. Right, you that's need the problem.
10: In, in the field to, to know what to support.
3: Right. Well, they they don't know what to support, but however, if they have more money, they'll have more money to pass around.
0: Yeah. And the masses have to buy their food from great companies like Price Chopper that give money to the organizations you're talking uh, about. More coming up. Enough. It's free talk live.
11: Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One credit counseling agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt, and you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today, and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt, and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything, again, 800-259-9231. Our website, freetalklive.com. At the uh, very end of last hour, for those of you just tuning in, we had a conversation with Glenn, who's supposedly, uh, I guess, some scientific researcher guy, and uh, he's very concerned that in the absence of a government, this authorization, authoritarian model of government that we have today. He's very concerned that all the research money would dry up because people are stupid, according to Glenn, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't fund any of these things. Well, he pointed out that there's all kinds of companies that do uh, that fund various different projects and things like that without their customers really even knowing all of the, uh, the great things that they're funding. I gave my grocery store as one example of that, and he said, well, that's not enough money. And why is it that you think that uh, a bunch of bureaucrats forcefully extracting wealth from people – uh, slicing off a good chunk of the top for their bureaucratic overhead and then redistributing it in some politically favorable way is somehow preferable to right. the marketplace individually uh, each individual marketplace actor deciding how best to spend his or her money
3: right I don't know that the re, uh, you know the bureaucrats and the, the people that manage to politic up there to uh, get the money so that he can have his uh, the job know best uh, where to spend it in fact I know they don't know best yeah I I, I can agree with him that, uh, that that in fact you will you know that the people don't know what's best um, the best place for their research dollar to go
0: that's why they have uh, that's why they have charities like the United Way that you give money to one charity, and then that charity gives money to other charities. They figure those things out. And if you don't like the way the United Way does their business, then you can find another charity that does a similar thing. And if that charity doesn't exist, you could go and start your own instead of bitching about it. Well, I, I don't think he's bitching. I think I, I think he was he's,
3: bitching because oh, there wouldn't be enough money. No, he's concerned. Like, a lot of people are concerned with their industries. But... Uh, You know, there's radio guys out there that say, oh, my God, if we didn't have the FCC regulating how many people would be on the dial, it'd be complete chaos. Mm -hmm. The fact is everyone can come up with their um, with their industry. And I know your industry is is an important one because it goes for medical research. But everyone in every industry can come with with a reason why the government needs to be involved, Mm -hmm. whether it's regulation or funding or whatever it is. So the fact is, if you want to be free. Of all the other regulations and all the other industries, then you have to allow freedom in your industry. Now, I understand it's scary. I'm trying to tell you that people will have more money to distribute, and these organizations uh, that do the research will get more efficient. They absolutely will because they won't have, you know, the, the, the sweet, sweet government cheese that they can live off of. Right. Now, does that mean that uh, things will be different? They will. Does that mean they'll be worse? No, it doesn't. Right. We and,
0: probably have research welfare queens out there.
3: I, I'm, I'm absolutely um, certain that he could come up with some really good examples of that.
0: Let's go to your phone calls. Nick on the line in Illinois on the Amp Line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind?
12: Uh, Just that last caller, um, Glenn, I, I don't – he sounded – Pretty pompous to me yeah. I mean, it was, uh, to to put it bluntly it was people are too stupid, people are too dumb, they won't support what I like, they won 't support my little hobby, whether it's flying airplanes or curing hair baldness or mm-hmm. male erectile dysfunction, which is what usually medical research does go to, but I just want to know what exactly, what companies, what type of diseases was he talking about? Because when I look at the market, and I'm going to school to get my MBA, when I look at the market, especially for medical research, that's not happening at all. What I think is happening is he said that he was from a university, and I think that he's just extremely embittered that the government isn't funding enough of what he wants them to fund, which is basically what he is interested in.
3: Well, they're never going think, to fund what you want them to fund, and that's the thing about government. Uh, <laughs> and, that,
12: and that's what he was kind of um, complaining about, I think. That's where he was coming. He's just a pompous know-it-all who... The world revolves around him, and I'm, I'm sorry it it doesn't.
3: Well, it I'm speaking doesn't. speaking for the pompous know it alls in the world because I am <laughs> one. I'll tell you that I understand where he's coming from when he says that people are you know people are too stupid because those same people vote right. and they've given us the government that we have today, and I agree with him that um, that they are too dumb, but. That you know, that I, the marketplace has a way of working things out. People are too People are too dumb whatever. Or too
2: exploited.
3: They're too. They're too ignorant. I, of, think,
12: I think it's the system that they are in, not so much that it's it's right. a question of their stupidity. I think when it comes to things that they are interested in, such as something that they will pay attention to, buy stocks in, they're going to pay a lot of attention. Most people spend on average about an hour a week on each. Stock that they own. I mean, that doesn't mean that doesn't matter if it's only one share or, mo, or more. I mean, they spend a lot of time researching what they have an interest in. Most people don't like politics because politics is boring and stupid and full of corrupt idiots. Yeah, sure. So they aren't. They don't really care, and for it, they're exploited.
4: That's that, that, that's I, I the right that word. They
12: have a lot of concerns that I, I mean are are valid, and the fact that they aren't that interested in, they don't go out looking for different answers, so they accept the loudest voices, but that doesn't mean that they're stupid. It means that they're in a system where, because they are mostly docile...
2: Exploited.
0: Right, I agree. Uh, I mean, a lot of the people, that uh, just to look at other people and say they're stupid because they haven't come to the same conclusions you have is not fair to them. I mean, the fact is a lot of these people, as you say, are very, very good at what they've chosen to do, and they're very, very talented at uh, the things that they are interested in, but they're just not paying attention or they don't know the facts on whatever the particular issue is, and that just makes them ignorant. Ignorance is a curable problem. I'm not saying Stupidity that they're not, not
3: curable, Ian. I'm saying that they well, open their mouth. Right and talk about things that they don't know anything about. You can go on this White street and home. ask people about the political situation in Darfur and get 99 different answers and none of them know anything about Darfur.
0: I don't know anything about uh, Darfur. Very
3: few of them know anything about Darfur. I'm not saying that it matters that you know but if you present a political opinion on a subject and you're willing to vote even more importantly yeah. on that subject and therefore commit my life to a subject but they are not just ignorant, it that way. you're a yeah, jerk No, but they don't understand. That's
12: not. That's that's the system. That's not so much them. Usually, when somebody voices an opinion about something they don't know about, they're not bringing that thing up. I mean, that's the usual instance. They're usually asked, "Well, what do you think about Darfur?" Well, I think Darfur is uh, blah 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 because George Clooney says blah blah blah.
0: Right, and, you and the know, I system. Liked George
12: Clooney. I liked Ocean's Eleven. So yeah. yeah, George Clooney.
0: Right. Well, they're in the system, and in the system, they've been told they have to vote. And in order to vote, they feel like they have to do some level of uh, you know understanding, even if it's just oh his his hair is pretty. They have to have a reason that they're voting, and they feel like they have to vote because they've been told they have to vote. That they're not good citizens if they don't vote. So you can't blame people for voting, Mark. They don't realize, I don't think, inherently that they're forcing people to do things. They don't see the gun in the room. It doesn't. <sighs> Oh, the- oh no! They
12: they they definitely don't. You you tell them well, like the last guy. I mean, you you brought up the point. Are you willing to point a gun? Even he didn't understand that you are essentially pointing a gun at somebody if they don't fund his
0: little... Oh, no, I believe he guy. understood that completely. Yeah, I he, li- he, he listened to the show uh, a bit, right. so he's, he's
3: got certain uh, a certain understanding of what uh, force and government force is yeah. and that kind of thing. He's concerned about his particular industry and how right. it would be affected in a free market, and I think that it's a legitimate concern. Um, I, you know, I tried to address it, and I understand that he has uh, you know trepidation in that particular area. I've got trepidation in all kinds of areas when it comes to uh, taking the government out, but the problem the problem is when you're talking about areas like regulation and you know those kind of things where i've managed to come to the conclusion that the government is is a far worse solution than anything any of the, you mm-hmm. know their solutions are far worse than any of the problems we had in the first place so uh, you know the that, that's really the issue
0: any other thoughts nick Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I love what Slim says here in the, uh, the amp-only chat room. And I think you kind of rephrased this earlier, Mark. But he says that what does he? Th- why does he think that some people that won a popularity contest would know what science should be funded? These morons that can't even implement an email system, how are they going to be able to know what is appropriate and what is not appropriate as far as being able to distribute these this money? You think John McCain or Barack Obama know thing number one about medical research? I mean, that's just crazy. More coming up. You take control. 800-259-9231. And to have people individually making those choices is far better than one bureaucrat. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Once again, that number is 800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The wiki is there. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki, w-i-k-i, dot and get interactive for free.
3: SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach, none of those partial orbs for SACL CAI, (laughs) to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. So um, if you have any uh, company that has problems in the areas of uh, accounts receivable, SACL can solve your problems. You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com.
0: We continue with your calls about what you want. It's Ryan in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan.
13: Hi, Mark and Julia.
0: Hey, dude, what's on your mind tonight?
13: Uh, I had emailed you about a motorcycle non-registration that you had very kindly read on the air last night.
0: Yeah, you were debating whether or not to to go ahead and register your motorcycle, considering you were planning on moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project within the next year's time.
13: Uh, We are currently on course to be moving there approximately January or so.
0: Exciting. Um, Very cool.
13: uh, I did actually register the motorcycle. Uh, I didn't realize what an attention getter it would be. Um, from not only people uh, that look over just because they naturally make a lot of noise, but police officers tend to notice them too.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, the cops (laughs) cops notice motorcycles because people on motorcycles, sometimes you can make the generalization that they have a tendency to be a little crazier on the road. Hmm. Well,
13: I'm not. I bought it just to save I didn't say you were crazy. I didn't buy it to be a hooligan, but regardless, it got a lot of attention.
0: Right, so you went ahead and registered it, and you're going to kind of lay low until you move up to New Hampshire? Exactly. I think that's a good idea. I mean, because there's – I understand and appreciate what people like Sam are doing down in Texas where they're going it alone and they're just being activists for the sake of being activists. But, man, it seems risky. Sam could, Sam knows that he could very well be thrown in a jail cell uh, when he goes back to one of these courtrooms. I think he's kind of looking forward to it. All by himself. Well, he's, you've got to be prepared for that. I mean, if you're going to take this on, if you're going to, uh, to challenge the status quo like this and take on the government bureaucrats – you know, that's a possibility, and it's got to be something you accept and be prepared for. And I think I'd rather see Sam and you and everybody else that's a free stater here in New Hampshire before they take these risks. But, you know, I, that's that said, I, I think Sam's doing a really great job. So it's not to say it can't be done. It can. But, man, you've really got to be ready for the worst.
13: You do. I, I did have the pleasure of meeting Sam at Porkfest, and he does seem like he is in a state of mind. He's ready to, you know, to go to all ends to Make a point.
3: Yeah, he doesn't look crazy, does he?
13: No, he's not.
3: <laughs> just no, kidding. Totally not.
13: So uh, uh, I was not looking forward to getting railroaded through the court system, so I just decided to register, and I look forward to uh, coming to New Hampshire with my non-registered motorcycle.
0: Very cool, sir. Thank you for the call tonight. Hey, we appreciate right. the update, Ryan. Thank you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's continue and talk to Liam in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live, Liam. Hey. Hey, hey dude. What's on your mind? Hey.
14: Um. Well, I loved your little hemp pad you there. Um. I don't know if you guys have heard of the uh, news, um, uh, Fred Thompson, who you guys had on the program,
0: Jack Thompson. Uh, I Jack think a Thompson.
14: few months ago now.
0: We have not had um, Fred Thompson, and we'll never have Fred Thompson.
3: We Jack had Thompson. Had Jack Thompson. Oh jeez, I hope you do Fred didn't have Thompson him again. did, however, step on my foot at a, <laughs> uh, a radio convention once. Uh, uh,
14: yeah. And, um, anyways, uh, <laughs> now another Thompson, Jack Thompson, you've also had on your program.
2: Yes, um, he's the, the only. The
14: anti-video uh, game zealot. Right um, now, I know, um, I know, Ian, you're not at all uh, a proponent of the legal justice system. Certainly not. Um, but apparently, um, the Florida Bar now wants uh, Jack Thompson uh, disbarred for 10 years um, due to, uh, I believe, what I'm reading off the website now, uh, 27 violations of personal misconduct. Um, I I don't know how to really react to this news, and I think probably the justice system will probably. Uh, uh, try and uh, retain his job because we all know they try and protect well, each other. Well, no,
0: no, you don't know what happened. Uh, we talked about it briefly when we had Jack on most recently on the program. You can go and grab that uh, that archive over at uh, FreetalkLive. dot com. But uh, from what I understood, and Mark, correct me if I miss. Uh, misinterpreting I'll this, try but, to remember myself. But as I understood it, Jack Thompson found out, he d- did some digging, and he found out that many of the judges down there in Florida actually never swore an oath. Like, they never took the oath that they were supposed to take when they became judges. And he, he uncovered this information and and essentially... Uh, I don't know if he sued over it or if he publicized it or whatever it was. He brought attention to it. He brought light to it. And so essentially what's happening is the system, because the bar association is nothing more than a club or a cult for for lawyers. And when they join the bar, they have to swear an oath, and allegiance to the state. And so essentially Jack, uh, even though he was showing them for what they are, and that is that they're not even really judges if they haven't taken the oath. Uh, they are coming back at him for that. They're punishing him for shining light on the uh, the inconsistencies and the problems in the system. So, if anything, Jack Thompson was uh, on the right side of things on that maybe particular I'm issue. Not
14: as opposed to him anymore, but I still I'm still very um, I'm in much disagreement. In oh, he's still the a jerk. Ja- yeah, Jack right. Thompson's well, still a, a jerk. A man's not good and, or and bad. he called himself a libertarian at any time? Um, and to see what he is now in terms of prohibition pretty much of yeah. video games is just ridiculous.
0: Right. What were you going to say Mark about Jack? Well, I don't think that
3: any man, any man is all good or all bad. I think that uh, you know, it's good that he's going after the legal system here and it's bad that he's trying to use it to uh you know, get rid of these games. Right. Um, and, you know, he he came on the show and says that he would like said that he would like all voluntary means, but you know, that just means that he wants the game companies to do what, what he wants. wants them to do
0: yeah. or else. Yeah, Right, so we don't we don't laud Jack Thompson generally, but if he does if he's done something that's good, we'll we'll praise him. Yeah, uh, I think where, I think
3: it's best, um, you know, if if you have uh, you know problems with people, to praise them yeah. when they do best.
0: Credit where uh, credit where credit is due. Not that I really care. I mean, we already knew the government court system was corrupt, but it is kind of an interesting little factoid that he uncovered that these judges they're not even taking their oath. So well, I'm
14: surprised this this news story doesn't even mention anything to do with that uh that fact. Well, where's right? it it's from? It is it from over... one of the
0: gaming sites?
14: uh actually yeah, gamepolitics.com which right. is interesting cuz they have a they have a, a personal account of his – um uh somebody was actually in the courtroom and they gave their personal account of uh kind of the um the action that was going on um at the time and I can send you guys a link if you want to read it Those guys um, I mean we've read those stories those, but...
0: the guys at those websites uh they obviously have a vendetta against Jack Thompson and so they don't have any reason to really tell you the whole story right Oh so, well,
14: yeah, it's it's prejudice.
0: Yeah, and that's okay. It's their website; they can do that, and I'm sure they've uh, done some good reporting on Jack's uh, misdeeds in the past.
3: And I'm sure that there are people out there that are happy for um, that Jack Thompson is having some bad time in the legal system. And you know, I I understand that. Uh, it's... It, you know there are people out there that I would um, I can say that I would be uh, happy if they had a bad time in the legal system too. However, in this particular instance, I think that uh, Free Talk Live needs to take the stance that Jack, Jack Thompson is doing okay. the right thing.
14: Um, do I have time for one more story? I have um yeah go ahead. Um well basically being in Canada I live in Nova Scotia, um, in the Halifax area which is the capital city of Nova Scotia. Um basically each year there's an event called the uh, Royal Nova Scotia International Tattoo. Um I don't think many people have heard about it, but it's basically it's a military parade is what you can compare it to mm-hmm. this whole kind of glorification of the state um, and um, one thing that I found particularly horrifying when I was watching it was they had a simulated drug like a simulated drug raid um, in front of um, pretty much every uh, all everybody it was a few thousand people in this uh, Is is the
0: military the uh, organization that does drug raids up there?
14: Yeah, Canada, the military does operate drug raids.
0: um, I I want you to uh, tell me more. Hang on, we'll bring you back. 800-259-9231, and enough time for your calls about what you want. Sakel's CAI toll-free line is 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is- Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can bring up what you want, toll free at 800-259-9231. Anything goes. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. And those features include updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop, in the the know, when you need to know something about Free Talk Live. It's brand new. You'll know first if you're on the updates list. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on it for free. That's updates. Dot freetalklive dot com. We bring back Liam in Canada who's telling us about some sort of military or state worshipping parade that they have. What what was the event again?
14: Um it's called the uh Royal Nova Scotia International Tattoo. It's it's been around quite a few years, actually. <laughs> what does
0: tattooing have to do with the, the military?
14: It doesn't actually have anything to do with uh tattooing. Um it's it, I think the name um kind of gets its origin from like taps two, which means that the all the taps, like Alcohol taps had to be shut off in the city at a certain time. That's the origin of the name.
0: So it's tap, Uh, T-A-P-T-O?
14: No, the actual spelling now, though, is just T-A-T-O-O. That's very confusing. The words evolve after pretty much hundreds of years. Yeah,
3: I believe a tattoo is also, besides uh, being the ink under the skin, is uh, like, I believe you can beat a tattoo on someone's skull. So it's some sort of, uh, you know, like, uh,
0: you know, rhythm. Very interesting. So you said the point of this uh, parade is to worship the state?
14: um essentially pretty much um it's it's international so they'll have um or other organizations like other countries um have mili- like their most mili- they'll have their like kind of like military bands come in and perform yeah um ironically they're all nato members
0: so are there a lot of flag waivers up there in canada i never really got the impression that it was a real um, military culture they got a pretty cool flag if, in canada i must it, say
14: if you think about it um all countries are nationalistic sure um and Although Can- Canadians don't take it to the ex- like violent extreme, which you'll find oftentimes, um there is quite a bit of like um what I would perceive to be nationalism. Um and the main thing that got to me about this event, like, oh okay, it's interesting to watch guys with big furry hats march around um for 3 <laughs> hours. Um but but what really scared me um was this presentation that the uh, I think the Canadian Navy um put on and it's part of their um uh, I'm, I'm doing finger quotes here. They're, uh, they're anti-terrorism or drug smuggling um, initiative. And mm-hmm. it's um, like this task force, pretty much, that goes on Navy ships with them um, as they kind of peruse the uh, the coast, um, searching for v- vessels that may be carrying a legal contraband. That's my understanding of the program from what I've read about it and what yeah. the uh, presentation talked about it.
0: So they board now, people's boats and stuff like the Coast Guard does then?
14: pretty much yeah right. yeah um, this is done through the military though um, well the Coast Guard and, um, is the military
0: me, by the way that that is a branch of the military here in the states. The Coast Guard does that, that's their thing
14: oh um well navy Navy, uh whatever it's it's all military, but um it it's navy obviously when you think of the navy, it's a lot more militarized than okay. the Coast Guard gotcha. Um, anyways, uh, you'll you'll, you'll think that kinda,
3: coast guard's militarized when you see one of those. Uh, um, they got gunboats, Things coming up and with yeah. a big gun pointed right at you. You'll think they're militarized. So what is too. it? They do? They do <laughs> fake jumbos. So the
14: raids? is, though, is the navy's the ones that go and blow stuff up. Yes. Okay. Um, now let me kind of like paint the scene for you. The um, the entire stadium, they they turn out all the lights and the the jumbotron um, turns on. It starts with this kind of glorified. Um, video of this uh, giant, like, Coast Guard vessel, which, you know, they always like to show off their big toys. Sure. Um, kind of, like, whipping by through the coast. There's waves splashing everywhere. Um, and then it cuts to uh, these men. And what, what color do you think they're wearing? Black. They're all wearing black. Mm. You know, that's the dark, mysterious, kind of statist. Dangerous. Um, you know, drug. You know, you're so bad, you're wearing all black. Um, they're, all, they're wearing all black. and They're carrying, like, submachine guns. Um, Okay.
2: Keeping Um, Canada secure
14: They try and kind of blend The uh, fake part of that Being at the coast on the Jumbotron To reality So they have guys Run out From a door on the stage Wearing the same combat equipment um, As if they had just boarded a vessel Mm -hmm. Now they have the criminals The perceived criminals um, Wearing They're wearing matching grey jumpsuits And will beat up baseball caps and they're carrying like, I think it was like they were carrying baseball bats.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, really like crew, uh huh. Yeah, kind of like the Joker's crew in Batman. Out, but, um, you know, they're they're not like real criminals. They <laughs> they're all wearing matching uniforms. As yeah, though. They're,
14: they're wearing wearing matching gray, like you know those like like uh, prison fatigues, those bright orange yeah. jumpsuits. They're wearing those, but they're gotcha. gray. Okay. They're matching, and they're they're running out, and they're going like, "Hey, get off this ship! You know, but you don't have any right to be there," which they don't. They don't have any right, right to be there. It's their vessel. They can do what they want to do with it.
0: Well, um, be nice, but they can't. <laughs>
14: unfortunately, they can't, but right. they should have the right to. Sure. Um, and pretty much, you know, like they get that kind of like um, uh, that, uh, like kind of a uh, selfless kind of like. Oh, you're going to get off. But you know, like the guy tries and attacks him, and he, he's instantly subdued by the police. They
0: does the crowd they, cheer. Have you actually been to one of these? You watch it on TV or something? How do you know? So I,
14: I went to it. Um, I went to it with my grandparents actually that was the other uh, the people bed.
0: cheering as the the cops take no, down the everybody's
14: cheering wow. it's it's, it's this uh, weird like it's so eerie i'm the only one there that didn't clap pretty much i think i was the only person in that auditorium that didn't clap or like cheer for these guys amazing it was a love fest it, like i i can't just i i don't un, i don't understand why people can't realize that a some point these people may infringe on their lives.
2: For well, doing something they don't. They're the, they're the
0: respectables. In fact, I got a story from LouRockwell.com, and we might have a chance to talk about that. They believe they're completely insulated from any sort of problems with the state because they have told themselves they're law abiding citizens, and those guys in the gray jumpsuits, they're the bad guys. They're bad. There's no possibility in their minds that the men with the guns, that the men with the black jumpsuits, the the people calling themselves the police, that there's no possibility in their minds they could possibly be the bad guys, and I'm glad you called with that story
2: tonight. It certainly was
14: disturbing. The thing I loved about it, too, this is the sad thing, is um, at the beginning there's the narrator, of course, and he says, uh, Canada's joint task, coastal force, keeping you safe. Like enunciated, um, drawn-out words.
0: Because there's so many. Horrifying, these guys. Because there's just so many threats coming in from the coastline of Canada, right? Yeah,
14: and marijuana is killing so many people.
0: Just madness. And there's a lot of marijuana grown on the inside of Canada. In fact, a lot of it makes it down here. It's it's pretty good stuff. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. And thank you for the story. 800 259 9231. Sure enough, the earlier term was TAP2. And uh, the, the, we're talking about the term tattoo. Mm-hmm. You go and look it up. The number one definition is actually uh, a signal on the drum, bugle, or trumpet at night. Aha. For soldier or sailors to go to their quarters. It is in, in British. Mark edge. Super genius. The, uh, the, still in that definition. It, it's a British term also. An outdoor military pageant or display. So there you go. How about that? There I go. Let's go to Vince in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Vince, what's on your mind?
13: oh hey. Mark and Ian. Hey, dude. Hello. What's How are you up? all
0: doing? Good. What's on your mind,
9: dude? I was uh, watching C-SPAN this morning, and then I read the article that they were reading, and it appears that this uh, Charlie Rangel, who's the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Yeah, he's nuts. He still makes up the tax laws of this country. And uh, it appears in New York, where he lives in Harlem, he's living... His rents are below market. Now they have a rent stabilization.
0: The, yeah, they've program. got all kinds of rent programs and stuff like that in in the New York area.
9: But he he rents these four places. I guess one of them was like a like a studio. Okay. Which they could get like fifteen hundred dollars market. hmm. And he's started paying like.
0: a month. So wait, Charles Rangel himself is paying $400 a month. That's what you're saying? Yes. So he, who is getting quite a nice salary, is taking advantage of uh, government welfare programs, basically. rent control. What a shock. Uh, Vince, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Hello. 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Let's talk about the respectables in these last moments of the program. Uh, Robert Higgs over at LewRockwell.com has a few things to say about those who wish to impose their vision of what life should be on the rest of us who may not have that exact same vision. And of course, we've been talking about various different aspects of the respectables over the uh, over the show tonight, specifically uh, the, you know the people in PETA who believe that they are uh, better than you. There was that guy that called in earlier who believes that he knows what's right as far as uh, what how things should be funded uh, for research purposes. I think so he knows better than me. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the Sackler CAI toll free line. But these are people, Mark, that are willing to back up their knowledge with the threat of violence. More coming up. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. If you dial in right now at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, there's an easy way to do it. You go shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying. Maybe it's one of their brand new items from over 41 categories. Or maybe it's even a used item from one of their used sellers. Whatever it is, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Robert Hicks, or Higgs rather... Robert Hicks is a friend of ours. Anyway, Robert Higgs at Lew Rockwell, uh, lewrockwell.com is talking about the respectables. And we're going to share his little story with you here. He says, Scarcely any critical commentator on the war on drugs has failed to remark on the striking inconsistencies that permeate the current prohibitionist stance. Contemporary crusaders for social purity ardently seek to outlaw X, like marijuana, yet they cheerfully abide Y, like Chardonnay. Whose consumption is at least as harmful, and in some cases is manifestly more so. How are we to make sense of such blatant contradictions? Absolute stupidity. We can see a pattern in the apparent incoherence of the prohibitionist position if we recall that the war on drugs, like all the preceding prohibitionist crusades in American history, and some of them that are still continuing, amounts to a defense of bourgeoisie WASP conventions. That's white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That's what WASP stands for. Against persons and classes deemed less respectable. So SSRIs, yes. Ecstasy, no. No. Benzodiazepines, yes. Heroin, no. A pleasant cocktail party, yes. Reefer madness, no. And so forth. Everything turns on the sort of people who tend to consume the substance. The better sorts have been waging war for centuries to keep the rabble in line. The self-anointed respectable people live in constant anxiety that their beloved way of life faces mortal menace from the disorderly masses who may be disinclined to toe the line drawn from them. And in fact, we can see examples of uh, these types of people. You were talking during the break, Julia, about the American Family Association. Focus or, on the family. Yeah, those groups uh, with the Parents Television Council. These types of people that uh, they pick different things in in you know various different cultures that we have in America because. I'm I'm sorry, America is not just one culture. So they pick these uh, different aspects of different cultures from theirs, and they say, This is destroying our culture! Like in the case of these family uh, freaks, it's gay people. Like That's one of the Pornography. Things. Yeah, porn, gay people. All
4: these things are destroying our
1: families!
0: And so they use this as their excuse to go and try to control the choices of other people. So these are the people we're talking about. They have a vision for what they think everything should be like in life. And if you don't uh, adhere to that vision, maybe your pants are hanging too low below your belt line, as we talked about earlier Kids this week. Kids today, on the
3: they're not like what they were when I was a child. Right.
0: They're willing to use violence against the people that they disagree with. And it's just disgusting. Uh, As David Wagner, back to Higgs, he says, has written in The New Temperance, The American Obsession with Sin and Vice, the Victorian and progressive period movements to ban alcoholic beverages and tobacco cigarettes, among other things, were characterized by what scholarly observers considered an exaggerated notion of their ability to change behavior, by a huge faith in government's ability to regulate every aspect of private life, and by a strong ethnocentric belief in the correctness of white Protestant middle class social norms. The progressive era ended, thank heaven, but this twisted puritanical obsession endured. Combine this priggish insecurity and moral pomposity with the ideological appeal of the modern therapeutic state and the irresistible attractions of money and power to be seized when governments at every level throw their vicious violence onto the scales, and you have an insoluble social problem. Insoluble because the drugs are only a symptom of the underlying class warfare in which those with the bigger political battalions are constantly tempted to wage preemptive strikes against their unruly neighbors, especially if those neighbors are black, brown, red, yellow, poor, foreign-born adherents of an alien religion or, in some other visible respect, strange. I was struck most recently by this phenomenon while reading, of all things, a catalog sent by the University of Oklahoma Press, where I came upon the announcement of a book by James Klein, Grappling with Demon Rum The Cultural Struggle Over Liquor in Early Oklahoma, to be published in October. Oklahoma banned liquor when it became a state in 1907, and it remained dry until 1959. Good Lord. Long after national prohibition had been terminated in 1933. According to the summary of Klein's book, Prohibition's original proponents in the Sooner State were largely middle-class citizens who disdained public drinking establishments and who sought respectability for a young state still considered a frontier society. They purportedly aimed to raise moral standards, reduce crime, and improve the quality of life. Now remember, that's their definition of the quality of life. Going back to the subjective discussion I mentioned right. before about you know this utilitarian idea that, well, I know what's best for society, and what's best for society is what's best for me, so therefore we're going to uh, enforce those standards. They believe quality of life means no bars around for any hooligans to hang out at, everything prim and proper, no children going down and uh, creating uh, wiffle ball stadiums without the approval of uh, the permitting. They have their belief system about what is quality life, and if your belief system differs they're going to put you in a prison cell.
3: Well, they're going to uh, punish you, and if you, uh, you know...
0: D- don 't cooperate enough, yes you will end up in that prison cell they uh, among other things that 's what they purported to do notwithstanding these uplifters best efforts however the lesser sort stood steadfastly by their booze Klein points to the large number of working class Oklahomans who patronized the saloons whether legal or not and focuses on class conflict in the early efforts to control alcohol the book's advertisement concludes that in portraying this conflict between middle and working class definitions of social propriety Klein provides new Insight into forces at work throughout America during the Progressive Era. Higgs says he'll go a bit further to say that Klein gives us still another detailed account of a deplorable social phenomenon that prevailed throughout America before, during, and after the Progressive Era or era. The war of self righteous busybodies against the rest of us. Sad to say, it ain't over yet. No, no, it's not. As we talked about uh, again earlier on this program, with the busybodies in Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, telling a, a, a few teenage boys that they can't build themselves or that they, they're going to be in trouble for building themselves a, a little wiffle ball. Well, they built it, and they, you know, they're basically trying to shut it down. Yeah, um,
3: and it's it's a shame, you know. These kids are have built a beautiful whiffle ballpark, and they're trying
0: to shut them down. Right. It's uh it's not their lifestyle. It's not what they would have wanted for their little vacant lot, and so therefore they're going to crack down on it. And this whole culture war idea, it seems to really be promoted by those who are the respectables. Uh, For instance, look at the war on Christmas, as it has been called. There is no war on Christmas. Christmas is huge. People go and they buy Christmas gifts, whether they're Christians or not. Christmas is a tremendously large and popular holiday. But if you talk to the Christians, some of them, okay, some of them, if you talk to some of these Christians, these Pharisee-like Christians, these uh respectables they'll tell you that they're under attack our way of life and our belief systems under fire by these by these secularists
3: right you know if somebody at a, uh, a, a at a, a a department store deigns to say happy holidays rather than oh, merry gosh. christmas to it's them,
4: a war <laughs> you know i said happy holidays when i was younger and it meant um, there was a lot of holidays in that area. New Year's and New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve and Christmas and Hanukkah and, and it just really was a general there are a lot of holidays coming up.
3: Right. Right. Well, I can tell you that some Jewish people do find it offensive when you say Merry Christmas to them. And, you know, I don't think that they have any right to uh, be offended, but I don't... How uh, would a Christian feel if you said Happy Hanukkah to them? I I think that they would feel, you know, somewhat unaffected by uh, those Uh. holidays. And, you know, I understand why they would feel unaffected by those holidays. It doesn't have anything to do with them. But I I don't know. It's just... I say happy holidays. I mostly if I write it, I say merry xmas mm, because take the christ down. I, you know, I I try to take that, that out I as much like as that. I can because I you know, <laughs> here's a little poke in the ribs to see just how uh, tender you are. I you know, I I, I can't say that uh did you did you
0: sign up for the war on Christmas? Mark? I, I am I'm, a, I'm actually a lieutenant. <laughs> I, I'm leading
3: a charge. Like <laughs> <laughs> the war on Christmas. What I'm, a bunch
0: of nonsense! Yeah, who cares? That's You're being seven. persecuted. Oh.
3: This is the best. You know they they fed Christians to the lions yeah, at one this point. This is all they got now. And this right? is what you got now. Uh, not enough people say Merry Christmas to you.
4: I don't celebrate Christmas at all, and I could give a crap less what somebody says to me in a department store. I deal with customers on a regular basis, and I always say, have a great day, and, and I don't really always mean that. Well, it's they should say Merry say. Christmas
0: because we're the majority in this country. Christians are the majority. It's that's a, that's a Christian nation, should, darn right. it. You should be saying what we want you to say or else we're going to say it's a war. I mean, there's no war. What? What? Is- they really they, like wars. They, yeah, they want to feel like they're being attacked. They want to feel like their their viewpoint and their way of life is somehow in jeopardy. And I'm sorry, nobody's burning down churches. Nobody's setting Christmas trees on fire. Santa Claus has not been mugged. There's no war on Christmas. <laughs> get over it. and Get a damn life. Anyways, Benny in here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And of course, we're not talking about all the Christians here, just the ones that are real uppity
7: like that. Uh, more tomorrow night. You can if join you feel us
0: persecuted by Christmas. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com.
7: You ever have one of those days where everything goes right?